JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks Podcast, episode... Exosword set review. <laughs> we discussed the competitive hero clicks environment as well as alternate formats that are currently relevant. Your host, Devin Owens. Today I'm joined by my co-hosts. As usual, we have Jay. Hi. Azareth. Hey. And a guest this week, Jack Smith. Hello. Alright, today we will be doing an Exosword set review. Um, we're gonna do this a little differently than we usually do. Uh, we usually go into pretty exhaustive detail on every figure but uh that takes a really long time and we don't feel like it so <laughs> we're gonna try I mean, something a little also, different and also jay's done two separate reviews already. so um yeah so we're gonna skip some figures that we don't think are worth talking about at all and uh just go into less detail on figures that we don't uh think have a ton of useful or interesting things about them I think we can blanket say that like anything with a sword trait is probably worth maybe considering with swap team. Yeah, exactly. At the very least for swap math. Uh, and then the tarot cards are obviously a huge part of the set, but we're going to do a specific episode on tarot cards. So we're not going to talk about those here either. Um, other than, you know, referencing the mechanic and stuff, but we're not deep diving into any of them. Uh, we'll talk about swords as they come up, specific swords uh, at the end, I guess. I don't think there's any particular reason to do that at the start, and we're just going to skip all the figures in the battlegrounds because none of them are good. All right. Okay, so we have the commons. Um, we're going to start on O2 Cypher, who is Empower and Enhancement and a sword bearer. For 25 points, this this figure is really worth considering. Um, just empower enhancement for 25 points. Yeah, if you need a flexible empower and enhancement figure, you're not going to do too much better. Um, and obviously, swap math or just getting a sword onto a team with particular keywords. Uh, he doesn't have any incredible keywords that aren't X related, so probably less useful for that. But just both empower and enhancement is. Not to mention he's 25 points that you have to deal 5 to if you don't do penetrating. Yeah. Not terrible. I mean, I think he sees play on other team too. For sure. He's a consideration. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, any of the sword bearers have a chance of showing up on, like, unthemed Mad Jim Jaspers just because getting a 10-point equipment onto that team is pretty good. Yep. I wonder how uh, far you're going to skip, Devin, because I know how far I would skip. <laughs> I'm skipping directly to White Priestess, uh, which isn't super relevant, but is mystical and has enhancement, so could happen. I don't I don't know of a better enhancement in mystical right now, but there could Faust. be one that I'm forgetting. Faust for five more Sure, points. but <laughs> you can only play one of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this gives you a second enhancement in mystical. Yeah, you're never playing this before the first, before Faust, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you can recruit her in after Faust dies. Yeah. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Always have enhancement. Yeah. Then we have maybe interesting Colossus. 
don't know. Uh, I think Could've he's sealed. a sealed bomb, but yeah. the problem the problem is that uh, rally figures are not good for ID cards. Uh, it's kind of a shame. <laughs> Especially opposing attack roll ones, where it's actually nearly impossible for them to use their rally effect. Yeah, is, also, do, you, do you mean literally impossible? Because like almost everything is a free. If action. their rally effect triggered, yeah. If their rally effect triggered when they got the dice, but I don't know if there are any of those. I I truly do not think that exists. Or if it exists, okay. it's like one out of the hundred characters. That I so basically, we can keep going. But man, Orcus Soldier had such potential. We're not going to talk about it, but it had such potential. So close. Has some reasonable six, keywords. Six six range. This figure is absolutely playable. Yeah, that's fair. Just basically can't attack at the moment. Yeah, and then you know, Iceman, Cyclops, not good. Gorgon is another sword bearer. Uh, I think he's basically only useful if you're using him for swap math. Yeah, I think the, I think thirty five is a unique point value. Yeah, yeah, or seventy five if you need that that number since cables are gone yeah yeah i mean that's i feel like you're gonna have a better option at 75 but maybe not <laughs> it's for swap matt that's it's kind of yeah magic however i know you've been playing a bunch of x-men jackson do you do you see playing magic like as a taxi or is uh the 10 point difference between her and venom magneto not enough to ever have her on the team like, I could see one and one, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't... She's okay on X-Men. Um, I much prefer her actually on Mystical. Uh, I've been playtesting with her a bit, and she's had pretty good results as just a really cheap perplex and taxi. True. Just something that Mystical kind of needs right now. So, And on top of all of that, she's just another 25-point sword bearer. If for some reason you don't want to play Cypher, swap math. Yeah, it also brings the sword option to Mystical. Yeah, like just I think giving it. Unfortunately, on Mystical, actually, she has to keep it. <laughs> I think people are going to overlook the fact that she actually has an 11 speed. How does she have an 11 speed? Is there a sword that gives plus three speed? She perplexes up her own speed, and she carries Peeper. I was thinking Peeper. Oh. That's, or, yeah. or she just gets bumped by tempo. Yeah, that too. I mean, Although, that seems less necessary now, but fair. I feel like tempo is going to obsolete with Peeper too. Yeah. And uh, probably just playing Peeper. Peeper is. I, I we'll just, get to him. <laughs> we're almost at him. Um, thirty yeah. point Rob for roulette. I think we do skip all the way to Peeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is great and sealed. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean the the thing is that you there are other options for thirty point Prob, including a different magic, who is yeah. just better. If that trait was more relevant. Her roulette's trait is reroll a critical hit anywhere on the map, or and once per game reroll a critical miss anywhere on the map. But like, it's just it's not going to come up that much. Man, this, this cable sucks. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm looking at some of these figures for the first time. <laughs> Fair. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Okay. Oh, and, okay. and now Peeper. we have Peeper, who I'm actually going to go into more detail about. I've been skipping the, oh the powers okay. specifically <laughs> for the a couple figures. of these because they're not particularly relevant, but Peeper it is. Okay, so first of all, two team abilities, Shield and X-Men. Already a good start. Uh, Precision Strike, relevant, but not incredible, but relevant. Empower, very good. Improved targeting, elevated, 
hindering, blocking, characters, shoot out of adjacency with All five range. complained about Thanos for. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, he isn't a 13 attack like Thanos is, but he still shoots through all walls. Fortunately, we don't have, like, Realm of Death or anything anymore. So this isn't quite as relevant as it was. But yeah. And then, on top of all of that, where he's already a pretty good support piece, like, weird secondary attacker if you bury her in, and support piece for ranged with shield team ability, friendly characters modify speed plus two of carrying him. Just, you know, for fun. Ignoring so like, the trait the and the targeting, is, he was already playable. <laughs> like, he's obviously too good. But, okay. like, can you even get mad about it? Like, what does he do no. besides the fact that IT blocking shouldn't exist? Is the biggest bad? I mean, I agree that IT blocking definitely shouldn't exist. Yeah, no. I just don't see this figure making games a negative play experience unless there's some team that has, like, three no. of them, like, with plus three range or something. So no, because he's only got a five range. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so even if you have three shields, it's only an eight range. He still only printed ten two, like, and he doesn't have movement attack. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I yeah. think he's gonna be great on non theme. Agreed. True. Because Flash loves this dude. So so many figures. Sky Tyrant loves this dude. Just everyone. Sky loves Tyrant's thing of the past. Wow. Yeah. So you shouldn't overlook that the text friendly characters modify speed plus two of carrying people doesn't isn't it's not just relevant for taxis it's not just relevant for x-men it's relevant for like anything that flies you have a running shot character great plus two to its swing like yeah he's he just does so much for all those plus three to their swing because he also has shield team ability and plus one to damage if he takes the power action right like just so much support and yeah, and that's why I was like, man, he like Flash loves him because Flash can carry him, get the plus two speed on both charges and in power. Yeah, yeah. this figure is everything X Men needed. We've been needing yep. a good in power. We've been needing a good speed modifier. I've been needing precision strike from Mimic, and wow, this guy just does literally everything I want. Yeah, like all of the existing taxis just don't have quite enough movement, but now they do. <laughs> the only downside of Venom Magneto is that eight speed, and now that doesn't matter. Yeah, especially uh, with the, like, free movement uh, from the tarot card and stuff. Just get to double up on it and stuff. Like, he's he does a lot for all of that. Um, the improved targeting doesn't only matter if he attacks. Theme prob. Just theme prob through walls and characters, yep. right? Another great use of that is uh, if you play him with the chase uh, apocalypse that gives damage powers, now he's just outwitting through everything or perplexing yeah. through everything. Like, he's just... Absolutely. He's perfect. And that's not unlike Give it a Mark because... 11 for 3 through everything. Yes. Yeah. Why not? A is really good, so you might as well. Like, if you're playing a, a Mimic Krakow and Revival team already, Peeper gives your Mimic more movement, he uh, empowers them, and takes outwit to outwit things that are in stealth for you. Like Agabus and stuff. He makes Mimic an 8-speed running shot with a 9 range. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, or an eight-speed charge with four damage. You know, <laughs> like this figure is this figure is amazing. Yeah, it's just the it's just the sheer flexibility, partially. Like he just kind of does a little bit of everything, and his second click isn't worse than his first, so you can actually kind of use the X Men team ability, unlike a lot of figures where using the X Men team ability sort of martyrs them. 
you're never really attacking with him unless you're taking like a pot shot at something. So like his stats are whatever. He just has the powers you need the entire dial. I'm interested to see if there's a possibility of like barrier in in the middle of the map and shoot things with peepers, but I don't think so. <laughs> there's also another interaction later on in the set we'll get to that makes him even more crazy, but we'll get to that. All right. All right, and then we have uh, Sync, who is notable just because he copies powers, but unfortunately is 70 points and a pretty bad dial. So, fun and sealed. I'm sorry, are you, are, you, are you talking about the character who costs twice as much as the other pick-a-power character who also has a better version of pick-a-power? Yes. Why, why are you wasting our time with Sync? No offense. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, and then Honey Badger. Um, she generates a Jonathan bystander beginning of the game. So relevant for swap if you want a Jonathan Bystander. The Jonathan Bystander is uh, 810 with blades, 171 with exploit. Uh, it has charge. And does the does the Bystander have team player? Is that actually correct? Um, I don't or see that. that my recollection. I think so. I think Nexus is wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was pretty sure that was just like accidentally carrying over from Honey Badger. I'm, I'm He's also tiny. Have, I'm just happy we have a Jonathan Pog again. <laughs> Absolutely. The yeah. last one was fun. This is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, like, I don't know how often you can actually fit her on the main force of an X-Men team. Those are generally pretty full, and, like, I would rather have a Lockheed than a uh, than a Jonathan, but... If, 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if 50 points fits perfectly into your swap math, and you have no other particular reason to choose a particular figure, she's worth considering. Um, yeah. Jackson, you wanted to talk about the recruiters. Here we are at the first one. Cyclops, he's a 35-pointer. He has... Uh, Leadership, which is relevant, uh, improved targeting characters and shootout of adjacency. Seven range, running shot, 11 and three. Not bad. No. Just 35 um, points. And then he has Recruiter for X-Men. Um, recruiter, to remind you, is a, uh, if a character with the X-Men keyword, specifically in this case, has been KO'd, you can generate something with a lower point value from your sideline and your opponent scores them immediately instead of when they're KO'd. This figure brings a whole nother shade to X-Men teams that already are pre getting pretty good. But now, on top of Krakoan Revival, you now have Recruiter as an option. And it's it just brings so many options to just, you know, if your Jubilee dies and you can't revive her, all of a sudden now there's just a maggot out of nowhere. Like, it's... There's never a downside to this other than you're running out of soundline spaces pretty quick. Right. That that is the that is the downside here for sure. Yeah, so just to remind everyone, you can only have a character on your sideline for one effect. Um so you can't put things on your sideline for swap and then also recruit them. You have to put yeah. them specifically on your sideline for recruiter. So if you're playing an X-Men swap team and you want to recruiter, you have to have sideline space, which post X of Swords, the number of options that exist makes that a little difficult. Not impossible. Yeah. It's also worth noting that you have to main force Cyclops. Because you can't put sideline something your sideline for stuff that isn't main force. So yeah, so that screws team. up your math. And it and like he's the same points as like Dazzler. So Yeah. And he Good has point. to start and you don't want to swap him out because then you just wasted so many sideline spots. <laughs> yeah. But he's also interesting because most of the time with recruiters, you just kill the recruiter, but he can just be revived, so mm -hmm. what do you really do? He's also farm, like farm a reasonable piece on his own there. Like he's not the best, but he's fine. Uh, a both recruiter and Krakow and Revival team sounds like 
recipes yeah, gonna, for like I'm gonna wipe to 350 him. point yeah. score lines. It's also so you're telling you me. can't you can't recruit her if somebody was revived because that meant that they, meant that they weren't KO'd. Yeah, Correct. right. You have somebody get KO'd and that person can win. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you'll ever play both on the same team, but just if you do, meh. But I think separately, playing a recruiter X-Men or playing a swap X-Men can be very, very well done. I I have not personally been building them. I will yeah, say. I, don't, I just don't know how you would do... I don't know why you would choose recruiter over swap. Agreed. I, I think it's good. I think it's crazy that we have this, but I don't know how much this is actually going to be played. It's, yeah, it's I good on paper. It's, general, it, so. it's definitely good on paper. It's just that, you know, the sideline practicalities are cool. Yeah. yeah. If the recruiter figure is, like, also just good enough to play, I think recruiter's good incidental value, but I haven't seen it do enough in and like, most games to be worth building around. And most X-Men also that are really good are between the 35 to 50 point range, so, like, just kind of play them instead of him. <laughs> <laughs> or like with yeah. swap math, it'll I don't work have to recruit anyway. him if it's just on my force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next up, we have Gorgon, who is a team player leadership sword bearer. So relevant. Um, our leadership options for X Men have gotten so much better with this set. <laughs> he's a he's yeah. a unique point sword bearer. It's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, he's not unique. Magic is next, and is also a sword bearer at the same points. Then he's useless. Also leadership. (laughs) This next magic is actually quite interesting. Um, She's prob and leadership, uh, which is two quite good support powers. She's Mystic Steam ability and she's a sword bearer. Um, I'm mostly looking at her for like Mad Jim Jasper's teams. She shares um, two keywords. Yeah, she's a must play in sealed for just that action total and the prob. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I'd actually play her outside of that, but she's fine. She's reasonable for 30 points. Yeah, I think that it's just that there's stuff that's better. It's not that she's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, out of the sword bearers to leave on map, she's one of the better ones, but still not incredible or anything. Just You'll definitely see some cool. powers. But she's not like the first thing I'm looking to play on my X-Men team. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually think she'll see significantly less play on X Men than she will elsewhere. But we'll talk for about being her, for tomorrow. being her best keyword. It's probably her least played keyword. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. X Men just has so many options. She doesn't provide anything unique to them, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Taro. Uh, we're not going to talk much about her trait here because we're going to talk about that in the tarot card specific episode, but. Um, her trait lets you look at two tarot cards and draw one of them, basically, when you're drawing tarot cards. Uh, she also has a damage power, which is shape change, free roll a d6. On a 1 to 3, she can use perplex. On a 4 to 6, she can use outwit until your next turn. So, does something on board isn't just somebody who uh, affects your tarot cards. I don't get why this figure is 30 points for potentially perplex or potentially outwit. <laughs> When you just have Darcy for five points cheaper for guaranteed both of those <laughs> with shield TA for less points. I mean, I think points. they're valuing the trait pretty high. Yeah, but I, why is that random? I just, I don't get it. <laughs> Whether they value traits or not, it's, it's a good question. <laughs> they, they went for being thematic over reasonable. All right. And then we have the danger room constructs. Um, 
so these are like kind of similar to the ones that we got before. Um, Mystique is ex- one million percent playable. Agreed. All right. I uh, okay. I'll, I'll say what Mystique is. She's three clicks. She's shape change super senses on her first two, and shape change combat reflexes on her third. Um, she has the general danger room construct. She takes a maximum of one damage and deals a maximum of one damage if she has two or less arrow tokens. And if she's KO'd by an opposing character, this game, when that character makes an attack, other characters can't use shape change. So the weird part about that particular trait is that it doesn't actually sound like it has a duration on it to me. Uh, I think that should say for this attack and doesn't. I don't think that's implied. When this char- when that character makes an attack is a duration. Yeah. Is it? Okay. So the attack is the duration. Okay, cool. All right, why do you think she's playable? Where would you play her, Azrath? Robots. Like, we we lost all the good danger room constructs, and we gained really good new danger room constructs. Like, so 25 points for a character you have to hit three times, um, not just for three damage, you have to hit three times through double rollout. Um and her lessons from the danger room is far less relevant than any of yeah. the ones from the first set. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And like realistically, um, you probably have to hit her like five times just with how many times she's probably going to roll out. Yeah. So if, her that many times. So yeah. if robots is a playable keyword, I agree with you. I just don't know whether it is. Oh, I, I think with this set, it becomes a playable keyword again. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she's just a great tie-up piece. Having plasticity on a character you don't want to attack. Um, she could also be a great like holder of the emotional modifier because, you know, she's not taking somebody, her out quickly. And she's somebody you don't want to attack. So she's also. I mean, you don't need to attack. attack her because I mean, Maggot's about to make a big comeback. So. Although True, I guess yeah. um, also her holding the emotional modifier if she ever has to choose the battle fury means that her shape change doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, accurate. But I, <laughs> I think put her oh no, my own greatest weakness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I totally agree that she's playable on robot if robot is playable. I'm just not convinced whether robot is currently playable, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. Then we have the second danger room construct. All the same stuff. Uh. This is Bastion Shaw. He brings the underworld team ability, which is relevant. Um, there actually isn't that great of, like, cheap ways to get Underworld team ability. Like, there exist cheap ways to get Underworld team ability, but this is certainly an interesting one. Um, and then, when Sebastian Shaw is KO'd by an opposing character this game, when that character is targeted by an attack, they can't positively modify their combat values. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's an enhancement for 30 points. Yeah, pretty much. The The problem with him is that his, like, damage dealing comes at the end of his dial, which, mm-hmm. since he's a danger room construct, they're significantly more likely to actually get there, but... Yeah, because if, if, if they get you to that, that last click and you are a real boy, and you're at yeah. 12 for 5... Yep, 12, I mean, 12, 19, 5, because of close combat expert. Yeah, you probably won't ever get to do that, but who knows? I mean, I if mean, you do, have, that's a great 30 points. Yeah. It is going to happen at least once, and somebody is going to get their face just pounded in by this guy. Yeah, he's, all, he's also a really good holder for the emotional modifier, because you really don't want to attack him. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love, I really love that. I, the thing I love about him is that he's basically always a problem for your opponent. 
Yeah. Like, if they don't touch him, he's just enhancement and a taxi. Mm-hmm. Or if they have to attack him, then he actually, like, starts attacking. And, like, even if he's only attacking for one after, he's still definitely hitting. Yep. Yeah. So, and then every time you attack yeah, him, just, it comes if, if I'm across the table from this guy, I'm like, shit. Yeah, I, I mean, don't... six movement taxi isn't ideal at the start of his dial, but it does become he's like damage. He's also kind of funny because you might want to like be thematic and play all the danger rooms together, but then it's like, why do you have enhancement? Uh, for another character we're gonna get uh, that's gonna be played on robots here in in a bit. Right, that's why you think robots is playable. Got it. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> I totally forgot I... about. It. Yeah. character until you just said that again uh yeah and he also has super strength which i don't know not that many cheap things do right now so in case moving heavies becomes relevant that is a power that he does have that does have an effect in the game it's it's I mean, not the most relevant isn't there a heavy plastic man object or something yeah nope. two of them one of them's not relevant but two of them <laughs> um and then we have omega sentinel who uh is PD enhancement for robot, but probably you're just playing Sebastian Shaw if you care about the enhancement. Yeah, so. that's too many points. Why, are you, yeah. why did you bring up this figure? This is a if you desperately need energy explosion to make with Master Mold. That's it. Sure. That makes uh, sense. Okay. Recruiter Magneto, recruiter for Brotherhood, yeah. and that's all he really does. He's a yeah. Okay. And, and you know what's better than you know what's better than making Magneto with all the great powers? Giving him almost all the great powers. Yeah, why does he have that 30-line click that doesn't have running shot? Because reasons. Yeah, his, his 30 is TK and vulnerable leadership, which is cool. You just got this guy an empire. Like, what is going on? <laughs> they do on? keep giving us Magnetos with a bunch of great powers. At least this one has a trait that They've literally does something. been doing it as far, since, like, the pre-carded era. Yeah. And, like, the, uh, the empire one was, like, a rare too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he was he was a rare and his only trait was like a rally die that removed a square of blocking drain or right. something. Awful. Well, I, think, I think he had traded knockback too, but yeah. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. This one's certainly better than that, but I don't know that there's that much on Brotherhood that you really care about recruiting. <laughs> Not the, really. The problem is that he has to be on your main force so that you can put recruiters on. The only place I could see using him is like Hellfire Club Swap which he doesn't have the keyword for. So yep. I just don't know how you can make him work. You've talked uh, a lot about a figure that does nothing. Is yeah, this I Jean mean, Grey any good? Okay, so yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah, so the next one's Jean Grey. Uh, she's Stealth TK Barrier Leadership, which is four good powers. Um, she's 35 points. She has Traded in Power and a trait that doesn't do much when she's targeted by an attack after resolutions, you may place her adjacent to a friendly character within range. Um, yeah, it, she certainly brings a lot of stuff. <laughs> if if I, Cypher didn't exist, I'd say she's playable. That's fair. You guys are crazy. This figure is incredible. This, she's not bad. It's just X-Men already has something that does all this but better. Yeah, that's the only problem. Like, doesn't, okay, so she has so she has stealth instead of his sidestep, and she has leadership instead of reflex. I think that's better. I mean, Xperia has, has like five power, leaderships. And she's a, fly, a flyer? I don't know. She's not at all bad. I just see myself pretty much always playing something else over her. Yeah, I mean, the you're problem gonna... is that you're playing Venom Magneto or you're play, and you're playing uh, like Egg or something for Barrier. 
So where does and yeah. you're playing you keeper for power? Her, if you had a way to give her mastermind, one hundred percent. Yeah. Not sure I dying know. quickly is the main problem with this figure. <laughs> if she had like mind control on top of that and power, probably great. Like she's certainly very good. She does a lot. Just yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know that she is better than any of the other options. S tier figure in seal, playing the seal. Just play Absolutely. this immediately. Yes. Yeah, I mean TK is incredible and sealed, and Barrier is incredible and sealed, and leadership is required and sealed. So yes, there, there are so this. many times in sealed when Barrier is just an auto win. Yeah, I think this figure just did not need that trade either. Whatever. Yeah. the The second part of the trait seems like mostly irrelevant text to me, but her trait is in power, and that's it. That's how. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> I just wish she had um, cosmic keyword because, like, mm-hmm. why would That'd you have? Nice. Phoenix Force keyword and not Cosmic. Like, yeah, I mean, her only keyword is X Men, effectively, yeah. as far as as far as relevant That's, keywords. Hey, go. look out for my brand new X Factor team. I'll style yeah. all of them. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, I mean, Bishop we don't exists. Have to talk about Bishop. Figure is sad. I mean, he has police team ability, which there isn't too much of on X Men, but I just. Yeah, I don't think it's... The best thing I can say about this figure is police and X-Men... Or police and uh, Outwit for Sealed for 35 points. That's it. Yeah. And then you, he has a trait that lets him... You're, you're talking to the wrong person yeah. if you want to try to defend Bishop. So, yeah. <laughs> Considering what he tried to do to my... So. All right, we're on to our first Prime, now that they're not doing uh, the more common Primes. Um, we're at rare we, prime. Do we have to talk about her though? Or we have to I feel like we should talk about the I mean, I have things even if they're not good. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with you, but like, okay. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's a prime because why exactly? Yeah, she's just I don't a, know. She's just, she has good powers and good stats for 45 points. And like, sure, her, her rally is fun. Her super senses is interesting, but like, you're not playing this figure. Why would you ever have this as your prime? So, okay. So Iska is a team player, which is actually fun um, because in the comics, her like power is being unbeaten and she frequently just like switches sides. <laughs> if she if the side that win. she's on is definitely going to lose. So that's, that's kind of a cool thematic thing. Um, she's a sword bearer. She has rally for all attack rolls of four. Uh, when she attacks or is attacked, you can replace one of the dice with a four. And separately, this isn't related to having a rally dice, rolls of four, four are critical hits. Um, and then she has a stop click with super senses that increases by uh, plus one for each four in her opponent's attack roll, which is a weird thing to have, but is a thing, I suppose. She's... Why is she a prime? Just why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer either. So she's actually quite similar to like Donna Troy, um, except much from Wonder Woman, except much worse because Donna Troy is any roll of a seven and Iska is specifically double fours. Who rolls double fours? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they just, maybe like things that modify what is a critical hit are seen as like prime worthy effects in general. That's I, I all feel. I can think about. I feel like we're making ourselves talk about this figure when none of us want to. Yeah, we can, we can. 
I don't know. It's kind of interesting to discuss the the logic behind things being primes, but yeah, she's not. Very I good. mean, I get it, but at the end of the day, like she could still just roll a one or two on that super senses. Like, yeah. yeah. The next figure, however, <laughs> is Wolverine. Um, all right, so this is a fifty-five point Wolverine. He's also a sword bearer. He has a trait returning from hell over and over again. When Wolverine would be KO'd by an opposing effect, instead, don't stop turning the dial and keep turning it to damage taken up to click 12. Place him on his card. Beginning of your turn, if he's on his card, heal him one click. If click number five is revealed, your opponent places him within four squares of a friendly character. If no other friendly character is on the map, when he's on his card, KO him. It's protected pulse wave, so they can't just pulse wave him to stop him from doing it. Um, so pretty good don't die. Yeah, it's such a cool power. I uh, yeah, I'm very. I mean, Jackson knows exactly how I feel about this figure already, so you can just say it for me because it's true. Um, I'm gonna be completely honest. I forgot what you said. That's how just impressive. <laughs> this is literally the Superman Wolverine from Fantastic Four, but worse. I yeah. mean, yeah. The only thing I'd say about him is like, if you're making a very specific team and you need a 55 point figure. To get a sword to swap him out, sure. Um, I his trade is interesting. It's really strong. It's cool. I just don't see him playing him for point denial because like you're giving up so much points on X Men. Why do you need point denial on top of it? I just feel like he's gonna get like hit for three penetrating and then hit for like five, and he's never gonna go for even four. Yeah, and then it's, he's never gonna come out back off onto the map, and it's like okay. Now if if like the Empire Wolverine didn't get errata, then like yeah, this would just be an unbeatable team. But just three Wolverines. No, just you literally <laughs> swap into the Empire Wolverine and this guy, and then no one oh, can true. ever die, and you're just attacking over and over. Yeah, that that is true. But like, besides shenanigans, he's a fun piece. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think he's playable on X-Men specifically. If there was a don't-die, point-denial type team where one of the other figures just happened to share a keyword with him, then maybe. The one good thing about this figure, I will say, is you want to get one because he comes with one of the best swords in the set. That's fair. And you yeah. can look up what items come with what characters on the item entries on clicksexes.com. It's all hey. right there. We have two more uh, sword bearers, but they're not X-Men, so pretty hard to use them. Uh, War and Death, both Iraq and sword bearers, 45 points each. Uh, neither of them do anything particularly impressive, so I don't see trying to fit them on unthemed for a sword, unfortunately. I mean, Horseman's one of my favorite casual themes, yeah. so yeah, that's lots that's of it. Lots of support for that that hasn't existed previously, so... <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we have we're back into danger room constructs. Um, so Apocalypse isn't good, but we should talk about him because he's weird. He, he <laughs> does an interesting thing. Yeah. Why does he do so it? So he we has exactly. So he has rally six opposing attack rules. At the beginning of your turn, specifically, you may remove one of his rally die. If you do, give a friendly character that can use the danger room construct trait an error token and their colossal. So you're making your danger room constructs less survivable, which I guess you want to occasionally with Sebastian. I was gonna say that would only be useful with Sebastian Shaw. So there is far. no, there is no other danger room you want to give error tokens to. I mean, yeah, but then he's just a colossal that's gonna die. 
Yeah, and, and when well, he's KO'd, was, your yeah. opponent can use cosmic energy. The, yeah. the biggest problem with this figure is that his dial doesn't do anything. Like, he's phasing outwit psychic blast. Yeah, like, if his, if know, his phasing fine. was just running shot. Sure, exactly. He has the most Again, expensive... Again, WizKid's top dial phasing, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is the most expensive Danger Room construct we've ever had, and he has the worst stats out of any of them, I'd say. Yeah. Like, holy crap. And yeah, like, they usually give them incredible stats to make up for the fact that they can only deal one, but they just didn't really do that here. Like, yeah. the next one is cheaper, has better defense, and invincible instead of toughness. Like, what... Oh, hi, what hi Dragonaut, that's the other one that I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, the other question with Apocalypse is why is it beginning of turn specifically? Um, we don't know. <laughs> the on top only... of all of that, he has the absolute worst lessons from the danger room, just giving cosmic energy. Like, yeah. Mr. Sinister was already scary and protected at wit. Now you're protected at wit and have willpower. And Rally 6 opposing attack rolls also sucks. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to keep those. You want to reroll those. You're sad right. if you get a Rally die with this guy. Why? I just realized, why is there only one danger room with Rally? Like, that's just not good design. It is weird. Like, and it's not even an X-Men keyworded one or anything. Why do, yeah. Why isn't there Why isn't there one that has uh, uh, friendly ones? Doesn't that make perfect sense? Just yeah. like for symmetry? Yeah. No, it's, and it's we not, about not for symmetry, for synergy with the trade. Yeah, so next we have the actual good danger room construct. We have Juggernaut. Um, he is uh, his... Relevant power is his movement power, leap climb. When he's given a move action after resolutions, he may make a close attack. He's 8-11-18-3 with Invincible. He has Empower. He has Quake. Um, when he's KO'd for the rest of the game, that the character that KO'd him can use invulnerability. Um, 50 points, Brotherhood, destroys blocking for movement, which is nice that's, with leap climb. That's, that's, the, big, that's yeah. the big part. Yeah. Him destroying blocking and be able to just rush into a team, Quake everybody, break the barrier knock them all back, and then just say, you can't kill me, even if you want to, it's, is great. It's very important because we see too many figures with improved movement destroys blocking and not the move through characters. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can never break this blocking that next to your guy. You can break blocking as long as your opponent isn't standing near it. Yeah. Thanks. The, the not <laughs> literally just says, "No, no, no, I'm good. I got you." Yeah. And then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna punch them afterwards. Yeah. And if you, yeah. uh, I mean, he can only deal one because he's a construct, but still, relevant. still, yeah. it's it's breaking up entire formations. You're barriered in. Now you're all that barrier's gone, and you're all knocked two squares back. Like that's that's great. And he has quake. Like so, yes, he's only dealing one, but over the course of you know targets. multiple targets. Yeah. yeah. And he's not taking Mystics from doing it, which would be, like, his only downside. And the Empower, probably relevant. Depends yeah. what yeah. else is on Robot. I don't know how much punching Robot is doing, but... Uh, there's the CCE Sentinel. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, yeah, there's always a good reason. He he gets in your opponent's team, and then he stays there, and he's always helping. Yeah. What's his, uh, what's his lessons? Uh, invulnerability. Invulnerability. Nope. So, like, uh, no, that doesn't matter. No, no, not really. Yeah. You're gonna have outwit. You're gonna have psychic blast. Like, yeah. if you're not he's, building with those things, you're already. In my opinion, he's the best danger room in this set. Okay, next we have a figure that we shouldn't talk about in terms of it actually being good, but is interesting because it's rogue and it's the first vampire dial I've seen in quite a while. Uh, it's just one of the better rogues they've made. Period. Yeah. Wonder Woman eighty had a vampire dial. That's true. The prime, right? No, first no, form. First form and the prime. 
Yeah, I um, she's she's fun. Uh, this is probably one going to be one of the better and fun pieces in sealed. If if you hit once, you're already dealing a pretty good chunk of damage or twelve for four. But if they leave you on that click, you're hitting yeah. next turn, and all of a sudden you're a thirteen for five with a nineteen invincible willpower and flurry. She's just going to win you a game if you don't take care of her. I, I love everything about this rogue for a casual game, except for her last name, because I don't like Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> don't want her to be married to Gambit. Jay, no, Jay we, can't, we can't be friends anymore. No. Gail, Gail Simone doesn't like Gambit, so neither do I. Alright, we have the second prime, another rogue, Captain Britain rogue. Um, she has charged flurry right at the actual point line you're going to be playing her at, which is 50. Uh, when she hits until next turn, friendly characters in range that she shares the keyword with have safeguard outwit. She has precision strike and seal energy, but not on her first click because they hate giving seal energy to <laughs> top clicks, even when it doesn't really matter. But she does get quake instead on that top click and then perplex enhancement on first and last and just perplex in the middle. But realistically, you're not seeing the middle ones. I hate that this doesn't have the steel energy power on the top click when it's the middle of the dial for the bigger not for the bigger yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, it's literally I mean, it's not like she has it before that on the bigger line either. She just only gets it on click five. But I just feel like Rogue should just always have steel energy. Yeah. I mean yeah. it should just generally be traded. I don't this is the second prime this set that just why is this a prime? Yeah, it's interesting because like she's not a bad figure. But. No, but what does she do? Primes always have a unique mechanic or ability or just something that makes them cool. What What is hers? She She's a Safeguard beat it. stick? I mean... Well, she's not even that under cost. Eh. Like, yeah. I, I think she's a fine piece, but like in reality, you're never playing this as your prime. Correct. I don't know. They're good primes later. Yeah, I mean, that's there's definitely... A good, there's a good prime later. No, I'm kidding. I like them both. We'll I'm them. kidding. I'm just messing with Azra. Do we want to talk about Cape Pride? Or? I don't know. I was just trying to decide. I, I mean, mean, mission points aren't good. So She, she is the misminence of this set. That's it. it, it we, we, we should do a mission points episode if they ever become viable, but they still aren't. So I don't think we can talk about her. Even if they are, do, technically, I don't think also, the fun, the really fun part about the figure is that, like, the Stranger Mutant trait that says they can only be generated by whatever, it doesn't technically do anything, so. Yeah. It does not say sideline active or outside the game or whatever. It's just... I, I mean, it wouldn't be sideline active, but I understand what you're... People yeah. Say. Well, it, it doesn't have the wording that makes it actually be in effect. I mean, you're literally never, like, you're never scoring mission points off of this, even if mission points were relevant you have to get them from their starting area to yours like it's just it's not happening um i mean the reason that this character could be relevant is because she unequips opposing equipment and has dolphin symbol and yeah has phasing teleport like but, she's not terrible but it's just not quite enough i don't think i mean the house of x version of her does all of that but like kind of better this one has better stats and leadership yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if if a super rare that we weren't seeing later that we're seeing later didn't exist, then the, her being dolphin might 
matter more. But yeah. she's fine. But yeah. I feel like they're going to change what that movement symbol looks like at some point. I don't know. I mean, Kate Pride is totally a dolphin. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Pyro doesn't matter. Emma. She almost mattered. Yeah. Close. Emma could matter, but we don't actually know what the released AOP one does yet, so it's hard to say. Um, is, is it true that, like, depending on what the other Emma Frost does, she's just inherently broken? Because her replace is a free action, and that doesn't carry over, so technically you can so just... So it, it needs to have the shifting focus wording added that they have yeah. to start the game on the back. Because, like, sure theoretically, theoretically sure. if the other Emma Frost has, like, sidestep, let's say, you can just swap to her sidestep, <laughs> swap back, swap to her sidestep, just infinitely yes. move. it is a problem in silver with Yappet, yes. Yeah. Yeah, if the other problem. one's worded the same or if they're not errated, for sure. I mean, it'd be really weird if they weren't worded the same, but yeah. yeah. Also, potentially, has... Max 1 doesn't carry over to Jiffy. Please Jiffy don't, back. don't, but... don't be Adam right now. <laughs> but I mean, she only generates more, them on leadership, Where... and like, you probably want to If she generated them besides anyways, leadership, she'd be interesting, but yeah. she's a bad black art. That also has Hellfire Clip. It has also 75 points. <laughs> Um, you know, for Magneto, based on the trial of Magneto, you'd think he'd be stronger. I At least they finally made a Magneto that just has safeguard mind control. I like that, at least. They're at least getting Didn't a little thematic. Didn't they do thematic. that with a legacy card? I, I don't know. They've made, like, 15 Magnetos in the past few sets. And this one, and I guess the legacy one, is the only one that has that. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it part of his defense are... power? If you're outwitting him, what are you doing? Taking the helmet off? Makes sense. It's a pretty yeah. common way of defeating Magneto. Just walk up to him and take so I really helmet. like his trait. Like, that's a really good trait, but I feel like the figure needed to be, like, 50 points. Yeah, yeah he just needed a lower point value. Yeah. The rest of his. Uh, the trait is opposing characters in range and line of fire using impervious shape change or super senses decrease the result for those powers by minus one. So yeah. nice, but yeah, I mean, um, on a 65 point character who's six clicks long, I don't know. Um, Cora of the too long name is meh. Yeah, I, I don't think any of the rest of the rares are worth. I mean, Darwin was close it's just you always think that he's gonna be good and then you read his power and it's just sad yeah it's another darwin that when he's attacked you can choose a color of standard power on displayed on the attacker's dial and then he gets to use all of those powers so it's another like adaptation based on being attacked and he's sort of tie up but he's just so ignorable (laughs) it's hilarious to me too that like Yet even in casual, you'd kind of get excited. It's like, oh, someone's psychic blasting me. Let me pick dark purple to get myself shape change. Oh, I'm already targeted. Okay. Yeah. Also dark purple. Yeah. Uh, Captain okay. Britain. <laughs> I, th- I think Jackson meant blue. I'm bad at colors. Fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, Captain Britain, another sword bearer. 40 points. First 40-point sword bearer we've seen, I think. 
Yep. Bell the Blood Moon. <laughs> I Another mean, is, is 40 point there... sword bearer. Is there anything that anyone cares about on Captain Britain? Like No, I mean, other than the... Like, she has a I mean, willpower... It's amusing to me that she's basically the same as the last one. Sam yeah, Blood. she's she's like a carbon copy, just a little more points and, like, one more click. And the like, effect that Kate takes off the uh, other tokens is willpower instead of leadership. Which means I, that you need another leadership, which is a little unfortunate. And but she has, and, okay, instead of having a special attack power... With the with the sword, she has a sword trait. Like it's the same character. Yeah, it, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, Bay the Blood Moon is interesting just because she's Araco and X Men, uh, so she's another forty point sword equipment. She's what does what the Araco keyword have to do with anything? Uh, just she's one of the Araco ones that also has X Men. The the Araco keyword isn't that relevant, but okay. You would expect it's probably pretty good in sealed, though. based on the pattern. It's, this figure think, is phenomenal. I think for sure she is sideliable because that attack power can be a win condition. I agree. Yep. I I legitimately think that I would consider putting this on my sideline for like a Brad event just to have some fun with it. I if mean, she had more than ten attack against like scientists who just laugh your ass off. Yeah. Well, no, the problem is you have to hit. I'm, I'll swap her in at full. I'll play that twelve attack hypersonic. Sure, let's go. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like her and her on the hypersonic click. Sure. This is one of those rare figures better. you actually want on full points, I'd say. Um, Nimrod the Lesser. Quake hypersonic now. Yeah. Yeah. Quake is passive. That, and she yeah. has giant reach too, so it kind of makes giant. up for it being an only an eight range hypersonic. Yep. I I kind of wish she had improved targeting characters, but eh. I mean, yeah. if you if you do hit scientists with that, it's obviously that's obviously just kills like most of their team. <laughs> there are a lot of teams that she can just one shot like that's yeah. that's fun. For sure. All right. Yeah. So next we have Nimrod the Lesser rally one on friendly attack rolls. Remove one of his die to generate up to two Nimrod bystanders, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, trait power action. Remove any number of rally die from friendly characters for every two die. Gain a mission point. Who cares? <laughs> uh, running shot, psychic blast, invincible outwit. As far as dial goes, and then goes to charge quake later. The Nimrod Pog is uh, a six nine seventeen one with psychic blast and exploit and six range, and rally six opposing attack rolls. It doesn't do anything. It's literally just for his. So, so you just didn't listen when I said that mission points were still not viable. Okay. Thanks. No, I did. That's why I said it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's, I mean, his pogs are fine. They're autonomous flyers that can just... Oh, wait, no, he's a giant. Can't even taxi. Never mind. Can't even taxi. All right. Good Nimrod. Let's go. Good Nimrod. He's a yeah, I mean, lesser one. The other problem with him is that he's rally one on friendly attack rolls. So you have to leave a one in your attack roll. Which... I, I don't get why WizKids keeps making characters with rally die and doesn't give them any other traits or powers. Like... Yeah, it's like you you have no powers until like two turns into the game, and if yeah. it's rally one friendly or rally six opposing, you have to let something yeah. suboptimal happen. And and this is another figure <laughs> that you will literally never win off mission points, even in a casual game. You can't even win off mission points just by himself. Like it's it's, it's never happened. deeply unlikely. Yeah. Um. All right. Good Nimrod. Uh. Azareth, I'm just gonna pass this totally over to you. Okay. 
Uh, so I, I'm really excited about this Nimrod because, um, one, I like like bigger point characters, but he actually does really interesting things, which is what I want from a prime. Uh, so first off, he's 125 points or 35 points. I'm literally and like genuinely considering him at, at full points. Um, he is cosmic energy, six range. Um, and then at full points, he's a 10, 12, 19, four flyer giant with running shot, special attack power, invincible outwit has improved, uh, targeting destroys blocking in characters, which is great when you're a giant. Um, he's a sentinel recruiter and his special attack power is, uh, disintegration beam. It's pulse wave. And when you use it, you can instead only target, you may instead only target characters within range along a single direct line of fire. If you do, you deal the hit characters two instead of one damage. And if only one character was targeted and it is an opposing character, he deals his full printed damage value instead. And then he has stop invincible regeneration on last click. So this is the figure of why I said I think robots have some viability. Um, because his keywords are like future, sentinel, and robot, I believe. I might have missed one. Yeah, I just You're right. One. Um, yeah, just those three. Yeah. So he themes with those danger room constructs. Hey, he could. Um, but he themes with the danger room constructs, and he themes with master mold. Um, yeah. So what's great is master mold's retaliation. If you ever actually you know get to do it, you can send Nimrod wherever you need him to go to punch something, and then he can pulse wave that person into oblivion. True. Um, and then he's also giving, uh, clicking up the factory dial for Nimrod. Um, and here's the real, the real trick to it. Uh, Master Mold can bring in more of him. Yep, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> because it's outside of the game rather than Correct. Time. And bringing him in on his 35-point line means you are more likely to use Sentinel Recruiter with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, this he is so interesting because, first off, he's going to be expensive because he's a Nimrod. We haven't got one in a while. He's a super rare prime, mm -hmm. and he's the first ever prime that you actually are going to want multiple of. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's going to be ridiculous. Uh, I, I feel like, I honestly feel like there's going to need to be some sort of errata because I feel like it's going to be. You can't have multiple primes on the map. Dan or made a joke that well, I'm going to have to start like selling explicit pictures for wanting to, to play this team. I'm at no, no, but in all seriousness, I am genuinely concerned about a super rare prime that is essentially not. That's not yeah. a prime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that does and seem like an actual point. factual problem. So Master I don't know Mold, how you solve it. But Master Mold three three clicks into his factory dial generates a sentinel and him. Yep. So that's a perplex. That's another attacker. That's your recruiter. That's another attacker in the sentinel. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the new the Nimrod's on thirty-five. Yeah, twenty-five point character. Yeah, and thirty-five point Nimrod has perplex, a stop click, and still has that pulse wave power. Yeah. Yep. A few things worth noting about his pulse wave power. So, one, it's optional to target characters along a single direct line of fire. You can just do normal pulse wave if you want to. Mm -hmm. Two, even if you target characters along a single direct line of fire, he still shuts down powers in the normal area. Correct. So you can't yes. just like stand next to him with a bunch of perplexes with your it was, characters it was because something you're that I had, the other direction. <laughs> I had like the, the, the briefest moment of, of folly of like, I'm going to play him with three shield TAs. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't oh, work. So don't. what that what that would do <laughs> is it would blank powers within range plus three. 
because you calculate range with the activation of the power, and then only target damage. Yep. Um, yeah, which is true for any pulse wave, technically, except you would pulse wave your own shield team abilities with any of the others. <laughs> correct. Um, but that's why, like, him, I, I was looking at Sebastian Shaw, because, like, he can carry Sebastian Shaw around. Sebastian Shaw gives him an enhancement, so he can just shoot somebody 12 for 5 Yeah. Um, through a wall. Um, I'm looking at playing him possibly with uh, Waldo from uh, whatever set Waldo was Kill from. Back up. Because uh, because you get the twelve attack Sikorsky that has support that he can just carry around and never has to blow him up. So that's all well and good, but I genuinely don't see why he's a prime. I think uh, special his power is good enough. Yeah, that, pulse that pulse wave is good enough. The, all of his Whiskey's powers. In a weird I guess place where they think pulse it's wave only is three power. range. Like. It's more than one damage, though, and I, th- I think so, that's good enough. He he's a giant. He's a giant that's single based. He gets to be TK'd. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know. It's he's it's worth cool. considering for like Latveria and stuff because Pulse Wave just does a bunch of random stuff as well at the moment and a two damage Pulse Wave and, scientists yeah. do not like exactly no. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, keep I'll, in mind, I'll give him this. I can see why he's prime at lower. I definitely don't see why at higher. Yeah, I feel like he should add a bit more of a, like, holy crap kind of stats. But yeah, the prime may know. be specifically for the fact that there's a 35-point line. Like, <laughs> I, I could see him being a 5 on top click, just for that click. I definitely don't think he'll be... Yeah, if he didn't have that 35-point line, I think the prime turn will be, will be very questionable. Yeah, I think he'd be, a, sure. he'd be, like, the vision prime of this set. Like, he's cool, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess could, the problem... They could not give him a five damage on that top click. You can't give somebody a five damage pulse wave. He's a prime. He can do anything. I... As we'll as we'll see later, he is a prime. You can do whatever you want to primes. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, yeah. So Nimrod, obviously very good. Has a bunch of options. He's yeah, a prime. I'm a big fan. Apparently, I like him. I, I mean, I like him a lot too. I, I sculpt, just... sculpt looks good too. Very good sculpts in this. Thing. I'm less convinced by the 125 line. I definitely think the 35 line should see a lot of play. Agreed. But that's a general disagreement. Uh, I, I think he's I a must-own <laughs> for just if you ever play Master Mold. He's just, you need him. He's good. Yeah, that's true. Bucket yeah, generating a 35.1 for free on, like, Ruler or whatever. Not bad. <laughs> yep. Going to Worlds with a bucket of Nimrods. There we yeah. go. Yeah. All right, next we have a surprisingly relevant character, Deadpool. All right, this is a team player, 40 points. He has Perplex. He has a trait that says adjacent friendly characters have Dolphin. What is that officially called? Does that have an official name? Uh, what is the symbol? I think it's just I, Dolphin. I think, yeah. Is it? I, think, okay. I mean, this, I think it was, is, is it still the swim key phrase? I, I think, think it's the swim key phrase. Okay, swim. <laughs> um, we'll keep calling it Dolphin because everyone knows what that is. Uh, and then end of your turn, heal him a click. And phasing teleport as a free generate up to four water terrain markers and squares within range and line of fire, which is extremely relevant when you're giving adjacent friendly characters Dolphin because there actually aren't that many maps that have a ton of water sitting around at the moment. Um, There's a few. There is a uh, I mean, we just yeah. got that that uh, that new rock map. The new uh, map. Point. There's yeah. also the uh, play at home kids from uh, what is it? War of the Realms, the Fountain of Asgard map. That's just all water in the middle. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. But um, this does let you play them even on. Uh, I mean, other world water has maps. water, and you want yes. to play. way on the left. Yep. 
Um, I I love the flavor text on all of his powers. Yep. Yeah. The only problem with the figure is that because he wants to be adjacent to everybody, it's going to be hard to actually make all that water because he needs line of fire for every square. Yeah. 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 That's true. He's definitely a very good figure. Uh, he deals with a lot of problems. He's a, essentially, I know it's been said before, but he's a non-prime bishop, kind of. Yeah. Um, but, I, but what I like about him better than Bishop is Dolphin Symbol simply said, says you just can't be targeted, targeted. by He's anything. better than Bishop. Yeah, Bishop just says you can't be attacked. So you can't be outwitted. You can't be, like, Scarab could still outwit through Bishop, just can't make an attack. You just can't do anything if you're a Dolphin. Yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, I mean, one of the nice things, X-Men, so he's swappable. So in matchups yeah. where you're not getting shot, you just don't have him. It's great. And and I thought there was, but funny enough, there is no there is no ITC through water. Well, well even if it, even no. if there was, that wouldn't work. So yeah, um, okay, that, that would not uh, have an interaction with what some that, that Deadpool should have just had had the power called uh, Who's Thanos? Um, yeah, people, people, people. No wonder Thanos hates Deadpool so much. Deadpool yeah. also good with Peeper because he just gets to copy Shield. To just be a better support piece. Yeah, yeah. and good against the posing keepers. Yeah, I, he's going to be frequently played on many a teams. Yeah, yeah, I think especially X Men swap, but it would be interesting yeah. to see if he could show up on non theme or something. All right, and then we have Monarch, who's Jamie Braddock. Um, this is a weird piece. Uh, he's fifty points, Cosmic Energy Mystics. His dial is actually the more relevant part. <laughs> Uh, with phasing piece. teleport, pulse wave, invincible, and power. And then he has a ton of text that amounts to some small amount of stuff. Um, Monarch starts the game with one hindering, one water, and one blocking terrain marker on his card. When an opposing character generates terrain, after resolutions, you can place a terrain marker of the type they generated on this card. Free, remove a terrain marker from this card to choose one, generate a terrain marker of that type within a square, or remove a terrain marker of that type from a square within range so he's kind of barrier removal but just one square per turn and only if you haven't used it for something else but like you'll have one because they set up barrier the previous turn um and then leadership when he uses and succeeds he may immediately remove a terrain marker from this card if he does this turn friendly characters adjacent to or occupying terrain of that type are considered adjacent to him which has how does that actually work so So you he remove, can leadership them, I assume. Yeah. So you remove the marker, and then, or when he hits leadership, he immediately removes the marker. Yeah. And then, if you have someone, let's say, on the other side of the map adjacent to blocking, and you remove blocking, you can take a token off. But it doesn't say consider are considered adjacent to him for the purpose of leadership. So if you like make him able to carry, can he now just move and place them next to himself? Uh, occupying are considered. Um. Uh, it's like if you give him the cloak. Any like sidesteps? Sure. Uh, hate that that's, question. That's an interesting. <laughs> I hate <question>. it too. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like that question, but so like, yeah, he has the cloak. You move him across the map. You place one character next to you, and then you sidestep and you place another character from way back in your starting area next to him as well. Does that work? I don't see I, why not. I don't see why not, especially because I'm I'm pretty sure the relevancy of that power was because he has in power. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. Actually, um, I never thought of that. So, yeah, if he hits leadership and it works like that, he can just blip someone from this side of the map. I I, I don't want us to say that it does work that way. I want us to say that it is a question. If, that that is a potential to work that way. 
Yeah. And and I assume that doesn't affect like ranged attacks or something. No. No, because it's only from because they're still not within range. They're just also adjacent to him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um, <laughs> barring now, his random crap. I still really like this figure. Like he's he's a very interesting figure on certain teams. Uh, for one, he loves seeing a Molecule Man on the other side of the board. Like he's just. Does he? I was just about to say, does he do anything to Molecule Man? He so uh, an interesting thing about his markers is they don't go away it's not just they're there for that turn so he can just every turn just make hindering for let's say x-men it, it or sounds like, right so it here's sounds the like problem. you're trying to counter build a 30 point piece and a 50 point piece not but, also, build. but also here's the thing so molecule man uses free smoke i've generated hindering the smoke so he now generates smoke right he gets uh, smoke, he puts right? it on he his card he puts hindering marker on his card yeah okay um, you replace it. He does not put a blocking marker. Okay, card. correct. That confident. is that is the main thing. Is like he does not get the blocking. And then yeah, when he goes to make his own hindering Unless, terrain that doesn't go away, and then Molecule Man just converts it to a blocking. Is it now blocking that never goes away? No, Molecule Man specifically <laughs> says that his stuff goes away the next turn when he replaces. Yeah. Again, for the purpose of the listeners, it's four thirty in the morning where I am. So. I reserve the right to not be on my best game. So. <laughs> I, uh, why doesn't he have Excalibur? Am I missing something? I don't know. It's I, a good question. They gave it to a bunch of the other, like, yeah. other world ruler mystical stuff, so I'm not really sure why. It's probably because this is Excalibur. him not. Isn't this him when he's not Captain Britain? What? Yeah, this no, is, this is Jamie. This isn't Brian. Jamie's is, oh. their other brother. He's he's the um, kind of unstable one with reality warping powers. Oh, He's currently so the king of uh, Avalon. Just like McCall Rasputin is what you're saying? Hmm? The, um, the main reason I like this figure is because I play Mimic a lot, and he's right. just a good... He's a good person to copy Pulse Wave and Invincible yep. from, which are powers Mimic wants a lot. He's another leadership. Uh, he's randomly taking tokens off and empowering. Um, he's just... He's fun. He's he. You'll see him occasionally, I think, on X Men yeah. teams. But have him on X Men swap so that your mimic can copy Pulse Wave in games where it's relevant. Like it's if you lose map and don't have Jubilee, oh, he's your invincible. So expensive though. Like, uh, he's fifty, uh, but like he does stuff. You also know, never like, really want to attack him. He's like he's Cosmic Energy Mystics Invincible. Yeah. I just I don't know. I'm just gonna Pulse Wave him for four with Nimrod. That works. That's fair. All right. Um. Is there any reason to talk about Abigail Brand? Probably not. She's an incredible figure. What are you talking about? She's, I mean, if you want Or are you saying that she's so obviously incredible that we don't need to bother? Sure, no, that I one. Don't yeah, that one. Good, so. Like, she's so Go obviously ahead. playable. Like, is that, are you, are you kidding? Nope. I just don't think she's very good. She. Okay, so okay. let's talk about what she is then. Uh, leadership. When establishing theme teams, you have x-men and sword uh phasing teleport uses and moves four squares she can make an attack and then friendly characters within range that can use x-men can use shield as well i guess any any character that has make an attack basically is like make attacks is fine but she does still it's basically she has a less slightly less good shot I feel like why would you play this figure when you can just play Dazzler and swap yeah, out? Because like you don't need more than three shield TAs, and she's giving you two. 
And then you're probably having a wild card okay. on the team. She's a secondary attacker. She does the keyword cheating. And I think she's better than Dazzler for that reason. She has also, her leadership. She's a secondary there, attacker, like, but for 40 points, do you want her as a secondary attacker or a maggot? I was just about to say, she's competing with Maggot for that 40 points. I like, I she know. never beats him. Is there a sword figure that you they care about, totally though, Jay? They different Dad? things, though. They could not have more different roles. I don't know, whatever. The best sword figure is uh, actually Peeper. So, yeah, looks great. Yeah. Well, who doesn't also have X-Men already? Um, what, uh, Tyler Hayward? Um, If you hit leadership, sure, she's attacking twice. For seventy points. No, any of your any of your X Men are doing that. No. Oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's fine. My biggest problem with that is you can't swap him. That's true. So you're kind of stuck with that, and you're also it's the same thing of Blackheart right now. Of that's good, but are you really risking your kind of entire build on you hitting that leadership? Um, I don't know. Wait, how does... If if she had, like, range combat expert as Potter that damage power, I'd consider her as an attacker. But... I'm sorry she's only, like, an incredibly say, reasonable... 40, 40 points sorry, for a 12 not, like... or Shut up, Jackson. I mean, we Mag- Maggot exists, so... I, I, I realistically don't know what more you want this figure to be doing for 40 points. Like, I think she's fine for what she does. I just don't... I don't think I'm going to play She's it. good. I just don't think that she's great. Yeah, she's fine. But I see nothing wrong with this figure. That I think I think she's a solid A-tier figure. Yeah, I mean, if Dazzler retires before her, I think she sees a lot more play. You can play Monica Rambo with uh, with uh, X Men. That's awesome. That's true. That Monica yeah. is good. I, yeah, I, I like yeah, Tyler is still game. wrong about it. So. Um. All right, and then we have Wizkid. Uh, this is a theoretical robot possibility. What do you think, Azareth? Um, I didn't even realize he had robot. He does. You should read his um, attack power. <laughs> I should read his attack power, technically. Uh, all right. Trait, passenger zero. At the beginning of your turn, you can place him in your adjacent square. Sure. He has shield team ability. He has enhancement at wit perplex and his damage power. And his attack power is free. Choose an adjacent friendly character that has the armor or robot keyword and hasn't attacked this turn. This turn, Wizkid replaces his attack and damage values with the printed and attack and damage values of the chosen character. And the chosen character can't attack or be chosen for this effect by other characters, which is just bizarre what do you mean i, just, I mean it makes sense you can't just have no like i just don't understand that seems like a balanced way to make to, to design that mechanic i don't know what you're saying right good i just power don't understand why why this works the way it does but you know you know who i really wish i could play with this character danger and magneto sure do mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I i just i just don't see what your problem with the mechanic is I mean, yeah, this it's a it's a fine mechanic. It just yeah, you just can't have a line of whiz kids all copying the same person. I mean, the question yeah, is when you do that instead of attacking with the character. If they're pushed, so I think yeah, just I, if they're I, pushed, basically. So double right. token or the if they're pushed, if 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 he's in a better position, if if a I mean, lot of things, if he's, if, he's if they need the to move to get there and he was already 100%. there. What do you mean? There's all sorts of reasons. I think he's fine for what he is. He 
it's a l- his trait TA? is a little annoying. Yeah, he's shield TA and he has his damage mm-hmm. power of enhancement outwit perplex. Like that's good. He's a good support figure. He's just a little costy because of that attack power, and I don't think you're using that power that often. I think he's yeah. reasonably that's my costly. problem. Yeah, I I think he's fine. I just don't know who really wants to play him. He, he's only an appropriately costly hero for trees. Yeah, he's he's. I think there are teams that that might play him. I think I think he is fine. I Yeah, he's good. He's fine. All right. Then we have Hope Summers. Hope Summers. Um who we're definitely going to spend a little while talking about. Uh she's a team player. She's 40 points. She has traded mastermind and leadership. If she's 40 points, she's KO'd when her dial clicks past the red line. Past the red line is White Phoenix Hope. No, um, no, Devin, Devin, you read the trait wrong. It reads Mastermind Leadership Protective Pulse Wave. And then, oh, I mean, I guess you have to. <laughs> True. You know what I mean. That that 100-point line is garbage. Yeah, no, that's it's, fair. Yeah. Um, free, choose a character within range and line of fire and two standard char- powers they can use. She can use the t- those powers as well. Uh, not on dial, just standard powers they can use. And then six range, two targets. Uh, ten attack on top dial. And... Enhancement. Go ahead, Jackson. This figure is everything you kind of want. She's a she's very similar to Sakarian Iron Man for just a low point pick a power figure that does anything you want. Do you want her to copy Perplex Senses? Go right ahead. Do you want her to copy Charge Flurry? She's getting in there. She's never gonna not be useful. Um, and on top of that, she's pretty hard to kill with her constantly having a defense bump and mastermind. Um, I see her pretty much played on most of my X-Men teams from now on. She's just a phenomenal figure. And she's a team player, not for nothing. So copy that shield TA from Peepers. Yep. Yeah. Um, the 10 attack top dial is like, a slight issue for her attacking potential, but I mean, you're going to have a ton of probs and stuff if you're playing her on X. She'll be so really, so, be she'll fine. be really solid on Cosmic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, a, she'll be really solid a, on Avengers when she is a, a second Zakari Iron Man. And listen, Cosmic listen, and Future. Listen, and... Mr. Solomon. Shush. <laughs> yeah, the fact that uh, the trait doesn't say specifically characters with the X Men keyword. Or as a bunch of them have displayed or friendly. or friendly, yeah. yeah. Just pick anyone, take their powers. It's it's yeah. Very I've cool. already I've already played a playtest game with her where she where she copied somebody opposing outwit and then outwit other stuff. It was nice. Display. Yep. Um. But yeah, like I like I was saying, I like her on Cosmic because she brings enhancement, which Cosmic doesn't have a ton of like damage boosts. Um. She is a TK, so she kind of fills that role where you don't have to like play star sapphire because you can just play her with molecule man and copy barrier right can you do that i think she's my i yeah. think she might be a little better than star sapphire just a little bit she's small amount <laughs> just, just um and yeah uh, and she just brings like i said you could play either the thanos version and now you have an enhancement you could play you know high evos so they're shooting for four yeah, a lot of options you can get. Yeah, the enhancement is obviously a really good thing to bring along. The mastermind is also super relevant. Um, very much so. Because otherwise she just dies, I think. But she she is very, very, very good on X-Men teams. Um, 
she has two characters she loves to run with, Jubilee and Mimic. Uh, She's also so, just a great friend of Peepers. Exactly. Like, on those type of teams, she can just copy Shield TA, get carried by a Jubilee, and just pick Invincible Shape Change and just sit there as this amazing support. Or she can copy any of the thousand powers Mimic has copied, like Charge, Flurry, whatever, or Senses Invincible. Like, she's... I don't see her going down easy. And on top of all of that, you definitely want to consider Krakoan reviving her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I just realized she uh, she shares a keyword with Watcher, so she could mastermind a Watcher. Yeah. Ooh, rude. Her, I'm looking at her with uh, Watcher and uh, Emperor Gladiator right now. Not only that, she can copy uh, Outwit or Perplex from Watcher, too. Uh-huh. And, and she just gets hit to being a good attacker with just a double target running shot Pensai outwit. Like, she's just, even if she's not copying powers, which she always is, she's just a good figure. I mean, I think she fills in a lot of holes in her keywords, and then she also has her trait. Yeah. yeah. Like, everything she, you want her to do everything she does, and then she also does the other things that you're... She doesn't does. get the stop click unless she's at 100 points, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, she, if you, she, she if you cross sorry, it. No, 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 sorry, sorry. She doesn't actually have a stop click, is the answer. You are never considering this figure at 100. This is, you're playing this at 40. Even in Sealed, I don't think you play this at 100. Like, this is, this is a great I'd, figure. I'd play this figure at 100 in Sealed. Eh, it depends on what else you got. But, yeah, um, she's, she's if, amazing. If, if Jim wasn't in this set, I, I would personally think she was one of the better figures in the set. He's just very silly. So we're almost there. <laughs> we're close. That's yeah, true. she's she's really good. Uh, extremely flexible. Great piece for pretty much all of her keywords. All right. Um, I think we can just go right to them. I don't think. Do you want to say yeah, all the words in Arcade's powers? Arcade is very close, though. Come on, he, he is, is he's like almost good. Arcade is fun and unthemed teams. He's very interesting. Um, but I don't know. It's He's, he's almost there. Yeah, so basically... Yeah, I, th- I think it's time, though. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the real the real king of the set. Yeah, okay. Fancy hat. Here we have Mad Jim Jasper, uh, a weird former prosecutor from the British Isles who turned out to be a reality-warping mutant and fled off into Otherworld to run the goblin market. Um, this character is quite something. He's our second superhero prime. He is 35 points, cosmic energy, and a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter on his dial. <laughs> uh, perplex is the re- is the really relevant part on his dial. Everything else is fine. Um, his defense power is super senses barrier, and barrier is free to generate two. Very good. Um, and then we have his trait. So as a free action, you can choose an equipped friendly character within range and line of fire and replace their equipped equipment with another equipment of equal or less points from your sideline. So you just get to shifting focus and equipment once per turn. And as power action, once per game, you can choose a friendly unequipped character within range and line of fire, choose an equipment from your sideline, and equip that character with the chosen equipment. So he brings his own equipment with him to uh, to swap out later. But also, there's no there's nothing saying that you have to swap the equipment he brought in. So you can just also bring somebody with a sword or something and swap that out. Um, there is a lot of really silly stuff you can do with this. 
I'll I'll say one thing and then I'll let other people speak up. But uh, one of my favorites is that every team with a Mad Jim Jaspers on it gets at least one Red Wing, probably more. <laughs> yeah. Um. You uh. You have a safe. You have a safety net for like the destroyable objects, which is great. Um. Yep. Like emotional modifier, alchemical fire, those kind of things. Um. There's also a silly thing that you can do. Um. With a particular chase from an old oh, set. DJ Doom. Mm-hmm. You can oh, add... are we going to talk about that? I okay, didn't think we were actually going to say this, but okay. Do you want to talk? Do you? Okay, go, go Are on. we not talking? Is there a reason we wouldn't? No. Oh. Am I if doing it? Like, I, 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 I just want to talk about it. Go ahead. Remember, I just didn't know if we all remember the problem with him. So go on. Oh, uh, yeah. It was uh, DJ Doom steals an opposing character's equipment. And then you swap the opposing character's equipment to your sideline. Have fun explaining that one. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not even like Doctor Doom. It's just like if you're ever equipped with opposing equipment. Which if, if, might, an, if you pick up, I don't think is there any. Are, is the Necrosword the only equip friendly left, or is it even equip friendly? Uh, I don't even think that one's equip friendly. No, I, don't I don't think it is. I, I, it, it could literally be any equipment then, right? Yeah. Or pretty yeah. much all of Take them. any equipment from your opponent and then just replace it. Now. <laughs> Weird. Oh, also, I forgot to mention his keywords. Cosmic, Mystical, and Ruler. Yeah, They're pretty Very good. Very good keywords. Oh, uh, he has politicians. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say. Politician. Um, <laughs> um, now, one thing that, that I will say. This character just got me a little excited about potentially a silver combination of him with Traitor. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. It gets yeah. worse than that. This guy in Bronze Age just says power action, you have a gauntlet. Free action, your entity is now any other entity. Like, this guy is stupid. This guy in Silver also says power action, you have a blue cosmic cube. Free action, I guess it can be a different cosmic cube if you really want it to be. But or an infinity gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, those infinity gauntlets aren't that good. I'd go cube. It's a, but, it's I mean, a you have the option. There are, there are a ton of characters that would love the blue cube. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem with the blue cube has always been that you have to play Kobik or put a 30-point object that your opponent can steal because it's light on yep. your force. So if you don't have to do that, he is five points more expensive than the blue cube. Yep. Yeah. You're so <laughs> getting him You're five essentially points. paying five points for a perplex prime with insane barrier. Yeah, and yeah, you let's not, your you, objects. Yeah, let's not just also for, go into the fact of just, like, ignore all the equipment stuff. Him plus Molecule Man is 13 squares of barrier. Yeah. Him plus Molecule Man is nine square or seven squares of free barrier. Just no no, no actions. Just no. It's five squares, five squares of free. Of free oh, my bad. But it's barrier is free to generate too. He is. There are so many things you can do. Like on themed, I've already played this with this guy a bit with uh, Scarlet Witch, just swapping the Darkhold to anything else. Like <laughs> if I randomly if I run you with Thanos, okay, modifier. I'm going to ruin you. Okay, I'm randomly going to get a free Red Wing this turn. Like, okay. Okay, my Sky oh, Tyrant is this turn. So is now we... I'm going to give him a Necro Sword. Go kill your Scarlet Witch. So are we going to address the fact that he also has a, another trait that says Thanos is dead? <laughs> we is just acknowledge that? Put, put an emotional modifier on your sideline? Yeah. Yep. yep. Put an emotional modifier and a Muramasa Blade on your sideline. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, Ironically, if it wasn't for that, he'd be Thanos' best friend ever. I also, yeah. I also just randomly had this idea. I hate that I'm having Silver Age ideas. Um, of him with the old super rare collector. 
Oh no. I get oh, to no. I get to swap God. one of my nine oh. equipments. Oh, it's actually funny that you say collector because the only thing that I don't like about him is that I can't play him With and the collector. new collector and hope. Yeah. So yeah. I have to make some hard decisions. Yeah, the problem with him and collector is just that without like hope and stuff, it's actually pretty hard to get a cosmic team that works. I mean, if yes, you're going for yeah. just the attack, which is also fine. Like I, I think I'm yeah. in. I'm I'm on the record as saying that I think the the collector attack bonus is not a big deal. The uncommon. No, but it's also fine for 25 points and a perplex. So one of the bigger modern combos with this guy is just think about him and Scarab. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You just get to copy a bunch of stuff. You have somebody standing next to a Scarab or two Scarabs with a 10 point object. You swap it out for Red Wing. You get three free actions to create three Red Wings. Turn one. Then you yeah. swap it. Then oh. you just swap Red Wing down to the uh, radioactive clay, and they can mind control through walls for the rest of the game. I don't think yeah. you. You probably Wind never want to swap. Going to be the dumbest thing ever. I'm really yeah. not looking forward to it. You probably want to be careful with them, and you're probably not going to want to swap down because then you can't swap back up. But well, it depends. So if you have, yeah. So in specifically the generally, I agree. In specifically the Scarab team that I'm talking about, if yeah. you equip Scarab with a ten point object and have another character, like there's nobody in modern who comes with a five point object for cheaper and better than the yeah, X Men. I agree. Who come with ten point objects, and you just want the radioactive clay. So. Yeah. It's and, fine in that case to yeah, swap yeah, down, yeah, but in general, I absolutely agree. I, I think the other important thing to, to think about when th- looking at Mad Jim Jaspers is he allows for an ease of equipping. Like, mm-hmm. most people, like, you could not play the Necrosword on some teams because it's like, how do I equip it? I and don't have do anybody with it? super strength. I don't have anybody with TK or, you know, I mean, the TK is... Don't want to use body. actions on it or whatever, yeah. at least. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just like, oh, what power reaction? okay, I'm good. Yeah. We're equipped. Let's go. Yeah, it actually reduces the, point, the number though, yeah. of actions you have to take to get equipped in most cases. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. It's, it's, you don't, and you're equipped. not giving an action token to the person you're equipping either. You're just giving Jim yep. an action token, and now exactly. they're equipped. They get to stay cleared. Sorry, Jay, go ahead. It's just, uh, rules-wise, uh, one question that came up was uh, that uh, people don't seem to know that you have nine sideline game elements. Like, you, you don't get nine characters and nine objects. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they are, they are on your sideline, and all equipment is unique, so you can't just put two emotional modifiers on your sideline in case one gets it's, stolen it's or something. Like yeah, and you, like you, you can't do, like, a main force modifier in Lendl's sideline. Correct. Um... Also relevant for him, uh, Wonder Woman Lassu, free in cap. Just anybody who has a 10-point object now, he can make them free in cap. Another fun interaction with him is if you're doing the five-point objects, you can just walk up to someone, swap their object to, like, Captain America or U.S. Agent Shield, perplex up their defense, and now they're just plus three defense. (laughs) Like, he can just, and then he can free barrier around them. This character just does so much. Man, you're talking yeah. about the lasso. Yeah. So like, yeah. Maybe, also, maybe like, like, I get that yeah. he's a prime. Absolutely. But like, I get that he's a prime, but at the same time, if he didn't have his trade, he'd also just be a reasonable hero. He'd space. be very good at 35 we, points. We haven't even mentioned he just has pulse wave at the end of his dial too. 
Like, yeah, you'll just, probably never see it, but you could. No, but like he's fine. I mean, like, we can also just talk. He's a five range triple target in cap with a twelve attack. A twelve attack. Yeah. yeah. And silver. Wait, and he, hold on. And he could also pick himself for both of those effects. Yeah. What it's worth. Wow. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, but you could. He, fem- he fems with Hope Summers, who has enhancement. He could also just shoot somebody. Like, yeah, like in silver, he can just give himself a power gem and be a 13 for three. Like, that's not terrible. I mean, like, that's probably just, not so the best things. use of him in silver. No. If you wanted keep, to for some reason. It's like he's your last character. He has options. Like, there's, yeah. there is an unlimited amount of options you have with this character. He is your swap on every team for items. And also, um, like, on the teams that he's on, like, you could probably dedicate all nine sideline spots to it because, like, you won't need a destroyer. Yeah. And like what yeah, else he's like, doing? Like, like he doesn't he doesn't play with X Men or whatever. And he doesn't like play with any swap. He's a scrawler, essentially. I guess valuable than your it, ninth object. It seems unlikely. I'm so, sorry, I'm wrong. You might play him with uh, Mystical Recruiter, but that's about so. It. Another question I have: Can you use him to save your objects? What How so? You mean? So, if you know a character who is equipped is going to die, but you either don't want them to score the extra points from that object, or you want to save that object, you just take it off of them before they die. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you you have to swap and swap it to something, but you could swap down if you know they're gonna. Yeah, die. If, if oh, I have a ten point object, points. I swap down to a five point object. Yep. I just you... don't understand how this is a free action he's doing every single turn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. I read it and I thought the whole thing was once per game. Yeah, I think if, they, if both of the traits were individually once per game, he would still be plenty playable. And what's also really fun about this guy is now you can actually, like, use objects that were okay but aren't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone would say, okay, I'm going to use the Cosmic Surfboard and have Sonic. Or, okay, I'm going to start my turn with the Angler, move six squares, then swap to something yes, else. Yes, the Angler. I love, like, I love the Angler There's an actual reason guy. to have the Angler on a build sheet it's, now, and I that's mean, amazing. You couldn't equip it before. Like, it was nearly no. impossible. Now it's like, okay, cool. I need the Angler to move six to enable my attack. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. It's so hard to figure out the best shell for this guy because he enables so many different strategies, like, nearly perfectly, that it's, like, great. Give Whatever I feel like the, doing uh, that game. Give anyone the dimensional <laughs> so, watch. So, so literally figure, he definitely sees t- is is top table at Worlds. Probably. <laughs> As in, he, I, he makes at least second place is what I mean. And also to mention, this guy just makes your opposing destroyer so much better. Because <laughs> yeah. now it's yeah. just everyone's equipped. Yeah. It's, is, there, is, there, um, is there mind control equipment now besides the clay? I don't think so, now that the mind gem's gone. No, I don't. That was really good. Yeah, really good synergy. Like your opponent gets to destroy, then you might control it. And we're also. Hey, you always have the option of the ultimate nullifier. Yeah, we also haven't even talked about the swords in this set yet, and the swords we're getting in the OP set, and whatever we're getting in the next few sets. So this guy is great, and it's just gonna stay. When I was on the podcast with Edward Shelton, I looked it up, and apparently there's like over 50 objects or something in the DC sets. So. Yeah, um, this guy is just going to get better and better and better. Unless he gets errated, which he probably should. But we'll I, yeah. Okay, but the, then the question is, how, what would you errat him to if you could? Oh, I have no idea. 
I think it's a way oh, so you, you just like to complain. Okay, I got it. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is that I would errata him to, like, be basically unplayable. I don't know how to errata him in a way that he's still playable. Just, I would like, errata him. I, 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 I cross think out the whole actually, like, I don't know. <laughs> I would probably put a cap on, I would probably give him, can only do the first one X number of times per game, and I would probably do that the second object has a point cap. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, like kind of like Jason, just like twice per game. What if, sure. What if also, or instead of those options, what if you didn't have your whole side? Like, like what if you worked like E-Tree, where you had three if objects? you only have up yes. to X number of sure. objects? That could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a few options. I think he should be errated. I don't want to tell them how to do it, necessarily. I'd probably a little... just be like 70 points. Yeah, I think it's a little too early, but I agree. He's just looking at him. We can already tell this is a figure that's going to cause problems. Like, it, like, I get that he's a prime, but even that has a limit. Like, this is a stretch of a prime. This is <laughs> oof. like the opposite direction. than the. Rare this is primes. the opposite <laughs> of the rare primes of the set. Like we went from how is this a prime to how is this a figure? This should be like an ultra chase prime. No, I mean, obviously don't actually ever do that. If this figure I, was I, an I, ultra I, chase, I, this I, would I, be like a $600 figure. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm, I'm confident in saying this is probably one of the bigger mistakes of things that they printed in a while. Yeah, but it's also, it's also gonna suck. Enough. Yeah, this figure is gonna we'll be see. expensive and stay expensive. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's it for Mad Jesters for now. We'll talk about them a little more when we get to the swords, just to say which ones you should probably have on your sideline. But um, I think <laughs> I think we've covered enough. Maybe we'll do a team building episode specifically at some point and talk more about them. But this is a set review, so let's continue. Um, yeah, I mean, X-23 and Summoner are not really relevant. No. Red Root is, like, interesting, but doesn't really have any keywords, and it's very slow if you can't get the Hindering Terrain. She she has four printed movement, and then free plays her in a square of Hindering Terrain within six squares, um, and then can also, as a free action, generate bystanders with in-cap and plasticity and uh, modifying... Um, Adjacent opposing characters modify attack and defense minus one. Like, I mean, she kind of has a move of ten by moving four yeah. and placing. Like, kind of, but that's just it's, it's not good. Why like, does she's, she have smoke cloud? It's a good question. Why does she? I don't know why you're. Wait, does she not have not smoke cloud? Wait, oh, I read that. I read that power wrong. I thought she had free smoke cloud at her speed power. Okay, no, oh. she sucks. No, you can. As a free, generate one hindering terrain marker within six. But uh, yeah, generating a twisted vine by using I, smoke cloud requires power. Yeah, so right she now. needed to be like yeah. thirty instead of sixty. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like a, le- a shorter dial, less points. Yeah, yeah, that might be playable because like the twisting theoretically, the twisting vine modifying attack and defense minus one and also tying people up seems good. The problem yeah. is that. She doesn't do anything else. And like I don't I don't <laughs> hate no her. I don't hate her okay attack with exploit and the sword she's gonna be equipped with, but then yeah. she's sixty-five points for this, so like why? And also and just seventeen willpower 17, yeah. as a defensive. Oof. Oof. This <laughs> okay. figure I, I wanna figure, I wanna not fall asleep, so I think we can stop talking about that route before. Apocalypse is cool. I like him. Apocalypse is not cool. Apocalypse is too good for casual and not good enough for competitive. Apocalypse sure is. is such an interesting... Yeah, he's so interesting. If, if you want to talk about him. Yeah, yeah so the, the most relevant part of him is that he generates these 8, 11, 17, 3 invincible 
quake exploit charge bystanders at the start of the turn but um he's also 195 points yeah so he's he has traded senses he has in the middle of his dial an attack power of just free make an attack but only with someone that attacked him so he has a retail pseudo and he has this absurdly interesting power he has this stop click so it's stop Apocalypse can't be damaged by opposing effects, healed, or chosen for Mastermind. At the beginning of your turn, generate a demon bystander within six squares. At the end of your turn, deal Apocalypse one unavoidable damage. So he gets hit to this stop click. He's uh, eight plasticity, 12 attack with his retail power, 19 defense, five exploit. So he's this big bad that's going to be hitting you. Why are you not just going to ignore him till he dies? Um, and he doesn't have I, I have the same question, except why did you ever attack him to begin with? Yeah, I mean, starting off, he's a tw- he's a twelve five top dial with, with a charge sword. though. Yeah. Here's here's the question that I have: Did they really have to print the number twenty one on that last that last line <laughs> on defense? No, they really, it's an really irrelevant don't. number that could be thirty. I mean, he could, could get he could get they should have put they should have just put. 35 on his yeah. defense there. Yeah. <laughs> all of harder than mind control. Like that's and it, I mean, you can, yeah. can't use all of his powers with Leech or something, so, like, it can matter, but... I mean, if for some reason you don't give him a sword and give him Captain Carter's shield, but that's just stupid. I didn't consider that. You could Leech and, like, accidentally get him to that last click and then he just doesn't die? Interesting. I, oh. Yeah. Um... That's <laughs> oh. really fun. Wait... <laughs> This figure you pull, you win a sealed with, and then you never play him again. I mean, he might be... If, if, the problem is that he's so expensive, so he, he's just not going to work with swap math, so... Yeah. All right, we have... Anyway. We have the white sword. The only interesting part of the white sword is his trait twice per game. When a bystander is KO'd after resolutions, you may generate a copy of that bystander. That's a cool trait. It's, it's a, a cool trait. trait not good enough he comes with a not great for, sword that's kind of it yeah i mean that's an they love giving amazing trades to just really not good characters so yeah. he, he's very fun and casual i felt yeah, really I mean, bad when this guy was previewed because scott porter was looking forward to him so much and it's like ooh. i was hoping he was gonna be in, in the comics this character is such an insane like healer like he has like an yeah. army of 100 people that's fighting army of millions because they just can't die yeah it's and weird so, to me that the only reference to him healing things is that trait like he should have like yeah, he has the attack power mid dial uh, towards the end of his dial but i was expecting yeah. so much more from this guy I was very excited when I saw his dial and got very sad. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I saw the name and went, oh, cool, and then read the dial and went, eh, okay. Really so cool uh, the, the really interesting part of his trait is that it doesn't say opposing bystander, so you can resurrect your own. You don't Pretty have to rely right. on your opponent to play bystanders. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into it more later, but he comes with a sword that makes his own bystanders, so it's not just you have to play someone else with bystanders with him, but we'll talk about that later. Really cool. Why would you ever play that sword for those bystanders? There is a really good reason that we'll get to later. Annihilation has a really cool looking sculpt. Yeah. And she actually legitimately generates those demons that Apocalypse yeah. only generates on his stop click every turn. Which So Annihilation does. is, when I first looked at this figure, I thought this is trash, this is garbage, This is you're never playing this. I still kind of think that, but I've seen her in a few playtesting games, and 
she is fun if you kind of just like hang her back and then you're swarming with these bystanders. She's an okay attacker, but in yeah, reality, she also has. Um, if she dies, you choose a friendly character, and they also can generate demons yeah. for free. So, so you don't want generating kill. demons no matter what if you've put her on your force. Until you don't want to kill her, and you don't want to attack her, but. She just, just needed, like, cosmic energy to be less points, but I don't know. If she had cosmic just energy. expensive, and, like, bystanders are cool, but, like, are they doing enough for the actions you're taking? I don't know. Yeah, I the wish fact they, that, like, she, uh, that she can be outwitted and just die is, is definitely a pretty big issue with this figure. If she got a few clicks shaved off and got cosmic energy and a little less points, I think she'd be good. But, I don't know. And now we have, and then next we have another character who's very close to being good. Uh, this blink looks like she's like right on the edge. She yeah. is the closest. There's like figure. there's like twelve restrictions on this trait that I'm about to read. That if any one of them wasn't here, it might be very good. But because they're all here, it's questionable. So close. So blink portals is her trait. At the beginning of your turn, you can generate a portal marker max three into a square within range. So she has five range. If you put some shields next to her, you can get up to eight potentially. Or place a portal marker from anywhere on the map into a square within range. That's less likely to be relevant, but definitely can. It's max three. Um, when a friendly character within range and line of fire of her makes a ranged attack, they may count range and draw line of fire from a portal marker. But wait, if they do, their maximum range is three which is not much. And after resolutions, remove that marker. So the max three actually isn't that relevant if you're getting to use them because you're taking them away. Yeah. Um, the rest of her dial doesn't matter that much. That's the really that's the really relevant thing. So she's supposed to be this figure that like, she's supposed to always be closer to your opponent's starting area than you. And you're just kind of hoping she hits those rollouts because she does have a uh, super sensitive shape change. Yeah, but super sense of shape change. If she's missed, you can I, deal one penetrating. If she just had a bit more range, she'd be close. And like she moves, she's she's a hypersonic position strike, eighteen three double rollout. She moves through blocking and characters. Um, she, she has a okay in cap power later on dial that I wish she had a second line for. Um. Yeah, just every I every time passengers, to be honest. Like, yeah, why does Blink not have passenger? Yeah, it's a good question. She, yeah, she's close, but I just she. I want her to look so bad. She's she's a properly designed figure. But that's fine. Yeah, and they clearly did not want to have another. What was it, Shatterstar? Or was it Spiral? The one that made uh, Spiral. Yeah, Spiral. Well, Spiral just teleported another... anyone anywhere. Yeah, they didn't want to have that debacle again. Yeah. Or even, uh, or even Gardener, in terms of attacking, yeah, and through things that you generate sort of turn. Yeah, she's if she so many things about her. If they were just a little bit different, would be so great. But I mean, yeah. again, like if you um, if you can play on like Realm of Death or something, then maybe she's good enough. But you can't, and the five range even there makes it a little rough. Five. Yeah. Eight. Like theoretically, you can put the if you have shields around her, you can put the marker eight uh, eight away and then shoot three from it, so it's eleven, which is you know better, but still right on the edge. Yeah. All right, we have Saturnine. Uh, she's another person who generates free bystanders. Um, 
she she does it specifically as a free action. Uh, they're 8-10, 17-2 with Blades Charge toughness. Um, the, unfortunately, she's 150 points. <laughs> uh, yeah, she should have been, she should have had max one and yeah. then 100. I mean, she can mastermind, she has cosmic energy and she can mastermind to uh, her own bystanders. So she's pretty survivable, but. Um, I think this quite. figure is stupid and sealed, nearly unbeatable. Oh, yeah. um, congratulations, you win. But besides that, just why does she? Why is she so little? Clicks and not have a lower dial. Like I just don't see the hundred fifty point line cost seems absurd to me. Like this yeah. is like a this looks like a hundred and twenty five to me, and even yeah. that is like I don't know. This looks like a worse than Nimrod's dial. It, yeah, for more points and not a prime. Yeah, this uh, like theoretically you can uh shoot everybody along one line for her printed damage, but I I mean like it is this they have the to set stand where, in a line for some reason? Yeah, is this the set we're playing at Worlds? Yeah, seems likely. Most likely. So, so cool. So as at Worlds, so that was looks like the team set. Cool. Pull her and Cat Britain Rogue. You won Worlds. Congratulations. Annihilation seems like a pretty good pull in worlds too. <laughs> pretty much all the chases are are like good and sealed. They're great and sealed. Anyway, right. um, so next we have another chase which I'm very excited about. This is Lady Roma. Um, she's Merlin's daughter. She has done a bunch of reality warping kind of stuff, um, and she was on somewhere on my list of characters to make if I uh, won worlds again. Um, had to drop that again it's, in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say literally the same thing. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Though I win Worlds again and then pause. Yeah, it felt <laughs> it felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so she's 65 points. She has a trait of leadership shape change. When an opposing character attacks Lady Roma or an adjacent friendly character, if they began the turn on a different elevation, modify their attack minus two and damage minus one. Um, and then perplex when an opposing character within line of fire, not range and line of fire, and she has improved targeting elevated in characters, so it's a lot harder to hide from her, uh, uses perplex, roll a d6. On a 4 to 6, they do the opposite of what they intended to do. Minus 1 if they intended plus 1, plus 1 if they intended minus 1. So if there was a way to put this character on like ultra-high theme and defend up to like a 19, and there was a map where it worked really well, maybe. I don't see that way. Uh, I mean, her on I, Ultron's layer. Yeah, there are. She is one of the most map-dependent figures out yeah. there. On the right map, she's downright or frustrating health, to play against. Hit. Yeah. Even like, uh, what is it? Otherworld Castle has like three different, four different elevations. Like it can be annoying, but yeah, like, I kind of even want a map that's just like one like three by three square of elevated like in the middle <laughs> my, my problem with her is she's a she's a mix of faust and harry leland but she has like the worst half of both of those powers <laughs> and the combined point cost of both of them so what, what you what, want... why 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 is there a chase that has printed smoke cloud support for 65 points mastermind later in the dial, dial is force blast like what? Like I just I don't know. She needed a lower point value at like thirty-five, starting on that mastermind yeah. click. 
No, she didn't. She didn't need that. She needed to not have all these wastes of points on her dial. Like, not, but you yeah. don't like your sixty-five point character to start with phasing teleport smoke cloud energy shield support with ten attack. Oh man, I'm, I'm sorry that this figure wasn't better for you, Devin. Like, I, I, I mean, I lot, like her a lot. Like, I also like her. She's just I'm struggling uh, to find a situation where I'd play her instead of fast. I think I can play her casually without people complaining, yeah. which I'm happy about. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, she's going to be a fun addition in casual. Man, uh, Marilyn's going to throw people off, though. Oh, yeah. oh boy. I, Dear old Roma's great. dad. Um, yeah, so we have <laughs> we have a 50-point oh, figure with Cosmic Energy Mystics. Uh, he has defense, invincible, roll a d6, heal him one click, or modify his defense plus one. You're Very important to say that's free roll a d6. Yes, free roll a d6. Uh, and damage power of perplex action total plus one. And then the actually relevant power. I mean, the action total plus one is great, but you have, you have to understand it in context of his trait, which is during each player's turn, that character can't give their characters free actions if they've already given a number of free actions equal to their action total that turn. There are a lot yep. of free actions in this game. So <laughs> this figure... Um, just shuts down so many teams uh as of right now most uh people are running sakari and iron man and he by himself takes up three to four free actions a turn that's not leaving you with many options for the entire rest of your team uh the very the, yeah the important thing that players will need to remember going forward is that charge and running shot grant free so yeah, so you they unless do, you do the vanilla unless you do the vanilla right that's Correct, what I was wondering. But doing the vanilla attack means you can't do something like pulse wave energy explosion. You can't flurry. You can just make an attack. And while that'll be good to kind of deter his effect, it's also pseudo just shutting down these powers. But on top of all of that, I don't even know. I don't know if you mentioned his keywords. He's cosmic mystical past ruler. Those are every good keyword. <laughs> every good keyword. Um, he themes with uh one Mad Jim Jaspers, mm-hmm. uh and two, um a an extremely oppressive combo I've been playtesting is him with Doom Swap swapping into Lord Doom, or just so him Doom Swap na- and Mad Jim Jaspers. Yeah, you can play all the, of them. There's no wait, yeah, my no. Lord Doom. Uh, no, you it's Doom Swap to swap into all caps Doom. So now you're limiting your opponent's actions and free actions. You're you're wrong. Are are you wrong? No, he is, or he is you... correct in what he is saying. The free actions are not affected by by forearm doom. No, no, no. I'm just saying, in addition to limiting your opponent's free actions, you're also limiting their cost now, of actions. Now, hear me. Wait, I, I just want to be very clear for the listeners that, yes. that, that how that interaction. No, no, no I, I get it. Yeah. Now, he themes on Spider-Man family. With Mad Jim Jaspers and yep. Spider-Man 1776. Uh-huh. And then you could Mad Jim Jaspers to give Spider-Man 76 the lasso. Oh, you wow. Get, and then you get 76 within six of them. No leadership, two actions, two free actions. Have fun. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. You have to have some way to protect your 1776. If they can attack twice and just kill them, then I'll, they're back up to four. But... um. Assuming that you aren't just literally throwing your 1776 across the map alone to die, it's pretty good. 
It yeah, bothers like, me though that he has two different reactions, like just on his own. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, he does. Uh, yeah, it is funny. You're probably not using his defense power to roll a d6 to give himself plus. I, I, I agree. I think that's never happening. Yeah. You, uh, you get five actions. Yeah. So many I mean, things are frees. Six for with almost the everything you want to do is a free. Yeah. Oh, you, um, could play him, you could play him on mystical with the the Loki. Doctor Fate yeah. clones. You can. Oh. You can also I looked play. At uh, he's also on theme with Faust, so you're there just is. wasting actions potentially. Um. Keep in mind if you're planning on playing him in Molecule Man that Molecule Man actually need two freeze by himself to yep. set up. Yep. Not including to set up walking. He also yep. limits just opposing Molecule Man's considerably. Mm-hmm. He's very good against against Molecule Man, but he also themes with Molecule Man, so keep he, that in he mind. He allows you to walk into opponent's uh, face with your team and just say, deal with it, because you can't do enough. If you if you are playing him and Mad Jim Jaspers, you can just carry forward and free use one of your frees to make two barriers, and then, like, can they deal with barriers and kill something with... There are three free actions and three costed, uh-huh. or two if you're playing the 1776 version. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just be careful that you're not putting them on teams where you're limiting yourself as much as your opponent. <laughs> yeah. Just like, obviously, it. himself giving plus one action total is a symmetry breaker by itself. But if you're playing, you know, Molecule Man and Mad Jim Jaspers and Scarab and, like, your team just doesn't function anymore. So, yeah. I am really glad that he affects both players because I think it makes him significularly more fair. I, th- oh, I would he argue would he is considerably broke. He would be insanely broken if it was only your opponent. He'd be insanely broken. He'd be <laughs> uh, rather needed immediately. Yeah. We'll see on that front, even as is. Well, I think at the very least, the fact that he is like was printed and exists means that you have to consider him. Like, if yeah. you just have a team where if you need to take 10 free actions at a turn... Like, you might want to reconsider it. So. He is going to change how a lot of people make teams going forward. Because you're going to have to think of a plan of, what if I run into him? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. All right, our last chase is Professor X. He doesn't do much. <laughs> he does um, very fine. few. So he has Rally 5 opposing attack rolls, remove one of his Rally die to choose a friendly character with a shared keyword within his range and line of fire, and then he can count his range and line of fire after that from that character. So, and uses his printed values only, so he can shoot 12 effectively because he has 6. Or if you perplex up his attack, keep in mind he can only shoot 6 from them, but can choose somebody within 8 or whatever, depending on how much you perplex up. Um... That's fine, except that it's Rally 5 opposing attack rolls, so your opponent has to, like, attack you first before it does anything, which is a slight issue for something that is sort of relying on staying back and <laughs> not so getting attacked. So keep in mind, um, X-Men does have Dr. Moira McTaggart to give Rally Die. Yeah, it's true. It's just um, not, like, all the way across the map or anything, so yeah. it's still... It could be good. Uh, and then once per game, when an opposing character would be KO'd, you, opposing equipment would be KO'd, you can instead equip it to a friendly character. If you do, they can use Blades, Claws, Fangs as well. Um, if you have a reliable way of KOing opposing equipment, cool. Yeah. Um, no, that's it, it's actually a bad trait because it says uh, once per game when you could score points, you don't. <laughs> True. Yeah. 
also true. Uh, the one good thing I will say about this figure is it is the only way for Mimic to get Mastermind. And that's it. Yeah, you do have to play him at 75 points to get Mastermind for Mimic, which is a slight issue. I mean, issue, you're never doing that, but it's how you, you do could. it if you want it. <laughs> All right, and then we have a release day pyro who's not particularly relevant. He gives flame I'm... markers out. Cool. We know what those do. All right, and then do we want to talk legacy cards or swords first? Um, I'm... I mean, honestly, can we talk about like Legion Iceman and then I go to bed because it's it's five twenty now. I'm I'm, I'm fading. That's so, fair. That's my honest that's answer. Fair. fair. Yeah. All right, Leech, 25 points, 5 movement, stealth, outwit but not on top click. Adjacent characters can't use powers as a trait. Yep. So that's Is pretty this good. the shortest card ever? Like, he <laughs> only has two standard powers and one prize. <laughs> I <think> trait. So. <laughs> the X-Men team ability description on his card is longer than the entire rest of the text. I was going to say, yeah. Besides um, the description of what a legacy card is. <laughs> He's playing. he's he's amazing, um, but could also be a liability if you face mind control. Um, but yeah, this you could just yeah. You have Magneto, to be careful on how you're using this. Um, I think he's best on X Men swap. You bring him in against figures that he specifically destroys, and then you have Venom Magneto to get him into position. Yep. I mean, I think he's probably potentially better on Fantastic Four because Lockjaw. Yeah, just have a lockjaw carry him around. He can mastermind sure. to the lockjaw, but lockjaw won't have phasing. Yeah, the problem is that the, we, we just got a taxi for the X-Men, but she has it as a special power, so... Yeah. Uh, it's traded on Venom, you know? Uh, yeah, but... He's significantly slower than a lockjaw. Yeah, I mean, you don't he's really want to be carrying Leech around with... He's gonna die so fast. Yeah, I mean, you want to be double TKing if you're using Venom Magneto, not carrying he's, with Leech. Yeah. I think he's very good in certain matchups. Um, I don't think you can really ever main force him without having a swap on your team. But unless you're really I mean, what, 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 um Sorry, which keyword does he have that doesn't have a swap mechanic? I'm sorry. I'm reading It'd have uh, to be two named, keywords basically. and then three BS keywords. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fantastic Four. You're saying, so what you're basically place. saying is don't play him without a swap character for some reason. Right? I mean, yeah. Or swap math that doesn't let you take him off, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's, 20, he's 25 points. I don't understand how, like... I don't know how that would happen either, but... Yeah. Up to you. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, he specifically beats a lot of things that are pretty good, uh, you know. Thanos without any powers is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, face. but the problem but you, the problem with him with Thanos is Thanos just mind controls him. Don't crit miss to mind control him and then anything else. Why is dead. are we still talking about Thanos? Thanos is dead after the set releases. I'm just saying people are still okay. trying him. You can still mind control him. Peepers can still mind control him. Yeah. Somehow. Thought about that. You never know. Somehow get mind control. I mean, also Scare of Mind Control is still played a lot, so... Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you definitely have to be careful in particular matchups. Uh, also, he's good as Fantastic Four, also quite good against Fantastic Four. Yeah. Take he's away all, their Mastermind yeah. and all of their defense powers, great. He's great at Fantastic Four. He makes Four. Earth-X thing look very silly, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, Fantastic Four wants to get in your face, this guy just says, please do that. 
You carried up to me with Lockjaw? Awesome. You don't all have 19 defense. You don't all have Mastermind. I will kill you all. <laughs> Bye-bye, Franklin Ritter- Richards. GG. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Leech and the other really relevant one, uh, Iceman. A couple of the others are okay-ish. Uh, and maybe I mean, you have some other ideas, Jackson. But let's talk about Iceman first. Yeah. All right. So Iceman, uh, this is um, UXM Super Rare Iceman. Incredible sculpt. Loved him when he was modern. Uh, he is now almost half the points. <laughs> yeah. He does almost and the exact same thing. Very similar. Um, so he doesn't do exactly the same thing, which is relevant, because if you played in UXM, don't get confused between the two. So this one is still, when he moves after resolutions, he can make a close attack targeting a character whose square he moved through and didn't target with an attack that action. If he hits, you still give them a nice wall token if they don't already have one and remove them from any other characters but instead of that making it so that they can't take actions of any kind or move or be placed it is if an effect including clearing would remove action tokens from a character with an ice wall token remove the ice wall token instead so that sounds fine but not great until you get to his damage power which is when iceman attacks give each hit character an action token this character <laughs> is borderline broken yeah. like uh. legitimate so um just give him the cloak and say mm-hmm. this character is never acting the rest of the game. I mean, yeah, he also has he a pretty good character. One world. He, he already plays second at Worlds with Pandora's box for sidestep when he do- costed double. I played so, that yeah. at Canadian Nationals that year. He, um, you? Oh, you yeah. totally did. I remember now. Yeah. He, this character, just to get a basis, he's attacking with the cloak three times a turn. He's yeah, running, you... shotting through someone, shooting two people, giving them both an action token, giving one of them the ice wall, then free attacking, or, not, or making an attack, it's not a free, uh, just attacking, giving him another token, giving him the ice wall, then sidestepping, and doing it again. Like, yeah. that's... Um, well, that's insane. Yeah, pretty much. So, also, uh, read the damage power, it's when he attacks, give each character an action token, not when he deals damage. So you can just use his two targets, deal no damage to one of them. You still hit them. Action yeah. token. You can also just oh. med Jim Jaspers, give him the lasso. Yeah, why not? Like, it's there are so many things you can do with this figure. It's unfortunate that, there's no 10-point object with sidestep, because if you could just swap yeah. between those two objects every turn, oof. <laughs> Agreed. And, like, he gets sidestep later. I mean, unfortunate is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this figure is, I, besides Leech, probably the by far the best legacy card. Uh, yeah. Definitely going to see a lot of play. Uh, he's very, very, very good. He also is not that hard to kill, so probably play him with Krakow Revival. <laughs> Agreed. He's he is just an eighteen uh, in Burgess. You're you're hoping wait you his barrier is free. Just is is just barrier is free. He just makes yeah only on his last two clicks. Clear. But if they hit him to his last two clicks, yes, he just yeah, it's has regeneration is toughness wow. and just barrier is free. Full barrier. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Why not? So uh, yeah. he's he's great. And also defender's team ability. You have some wild cards. It could matter. Um, <laughs> There's a few I mean, more a vaguely relevant card, ones. But... We have the Magneto, uh, the relevant 
part of his card reads, when Magneto attacks, only characters with the robot or armor keywords modify his attack and damage plus two. Free, make an attack, but only to target a character with the robot or armor keywords. So you can just carry him around, and he's 12 and 6. He has X-Men keywords, so he's swappable. So you can just hit Sakarian Iron Mans and stuff um, if you're in that matchup. You have he's... to have enough sideline slots, but... I think he's very good. I think he definitely yeah, gets a sideline spot. Great. He's great. Yeah, it seems likely to me that he grabs one, but yeah. you never know. It can get crowded. If Sakarian continues to be played at the frequency he's currently being played, absolutely. He will. <laughs> There's no, yeah. no doubt. It, it doesn't seem unlikely. All right, and then we have um, one that people are interested in. Did you, did you uh, want to give me a good opportunity to duck out, or you're just going to make it? Whenever, whenever you want to. Yeah, I, I did want to say that I loved the uh, old Warlock, and unfortunately he's not viable this time. Sad. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, it's fun, though. I'm going to have to duck out. Uh, you guys Good to have you, Jay. Thanks for staying up so late just to be on. Yep. Yeah. Love all of you, but it's, uh, yeah, good night. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Now that Jay is gone, we can talk about Apocalypse. <laughs> this is uh, Legacy Card Apocalypse. He's the old colossal holding Scott and Jean. Um, he has a billion keywords. <laughs> Armor, Deity, Future, Horseman, Past, Ruler, Warrior. Uh, he actually themes with a lot of stuff. He's also just pretty good unthemed. No cosmic, unfortunately, despite the cosmic energy. Uh, the bystanders on this card are horsemen bystanders. At the beginning of the game, you may generate one. Uh, let's talk about what those are. And after oh he crosses a starting line after resolutions, you can generate one, but that part doesn't matter because you're playing them at 100. You're not playing uh, 100. Yeah, so you have death, which is a 7-11-17-3, hypersonic precision strike, invincible, perplex. You have Famine, who is Mastermind Fodder, otherwise known as uh, 8 9 18 2, um, Plasticity, In Cap, Super Senses, Shape Change, has three targets but nine attacks, so I don't know how you're hitting, is reasonable tie up. That's fine. Uh, Pestilence, 10 10 18 2, Charge, Poison, Reflexes, Outwit. Outwit is nice, but not incredible stats. And then War, who's an 8 11 17 3 with Running Shot, Psychic Blast, Toughness, and Exploit. Um, Apocalypse also has another trait, leadership, mastermind, shape change. When he uses leadership and succeeds, you generate a horseman bystander, so you have a third chance of getting one every turn. When he uses mastermind, friendly characters within range are considered to be adjacent, so you can basically always mastermind to your bystanders or whatever other good mastermind fodder you're playing with him. He's also cosmic energy, so you can't just outwit mastermind, and the it being within range makes it very hard to target everything that he could possibly mastermind to. Um, and then a movement power, which is charge, stealth, and power to choose one effect. Either place all of his bystanders adjacent to him, or generate a horseman bystander. Uh, and then a damage power, which he does have top dial of empower enhancement prob. There's a lot of things. He does a lot, and a lot of it is just, he's fine. Like, he's one of those figures that you're not surprised if you see him at a table, but I don't think everyone's jumping to play him. Um... At first glance, he's very... He, you think he's better than he is. In reality, he's just 100 points that's sitting there throwing pogs at you. Which isn't bad, but I don't know if that's worth 100. Yeah, his pogs are great. The problem with him is that his stats are pretty bad. So, he's just the pogs. Yeah. I wish he got that defense power some other time, but that's on... A, it's unfortunately on a point value you're never going to play him at. So, yeah, I didn't even read it because yeah. it wasn't on a wasn't on a point value that mattered. You you going to play him Azeroth? 
Uh, yeah, probably. He yeah, kind of seems like a you figure. He's fun. I don't hate him. I do own I, this figure, not the legacy card yet, but at least I have the figure, so I, I, I own can two try this figure. <laughs> nice. Anyone wants an extra? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so one thing about his movement power is that you can sort of slingshot the bystanders if you want to. Like you can play him on ruler with a couple of like with like two venom magnetos and TK out his good attacking bystanders, have them attack and then bring them back to your starting area. I don't know if you're gonna do that, but it is a thing you can do. I kind of wish that death didn't have an invincible so that you could just like hypersonic punch someone with mystics, die, make another death. Yeah. That'd be nice. But I mean, I perplex and outwit pogs are nice. Like yeah. he does a lot. I'm just yeah. not totally convinced it's enough. And he is very hard to kill. I think this is probably something you play on a team of like him, master mold, Alia, Gregor, Wrecker, probably just, just yeah, something, just a pog team. Yeah, I was thinking ruler themed with like Doom Swap, uh, a couple of a Venom Magneto or two, Mad Jim Jaspers, something else. Does he? He doesn't team with Collector, does it? No, he doesn't. No. I mean, yeah, he's he has a lot of options. Um, I well, think he does fine. theme with Collector on Latveria, technically. Y- yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't basically. That um, could actually work. Yeah. You could theme it with Collector on Latveria. Yeah. Um, if you- what what set do legacy cards count as coming from again? Um, is it their original set or is it yeah. the set that they got reprinted in? I can't remember. It says it on the card. I remember their I rarity is Ellie entirely now for collector. I purposes. think they're considered to come from the set that they're originally from because I think they specified for collector that set is set number, but I don't want to confirm that because I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, same. I also don't quite remember. So you should check before you try to do this, but it's possible that you can play him and like Mad Jim Jaspers on the same uh, collector yeah. team. But, but you should definitely check before you attempt it. <laughs> um, is there any other legacy figures you want to talk about? Because I kind of not have really. One, the only other vaguely relevant one is Fabian Cortez, but yeah, he's so many points say, for so easy to kill. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say he's fun. Like he's an enhancement in power leadership that bumps it, attack. And damages your own character if you for some reason need that. Like if you ever need to damage your own figures while simultaneously giving them a plus three attack, sure. But yeah, but I I don't. Yeah, I guess I guess actually the interesting thing is that he damages your own figures. Um, yeah, that's... because there are. Uh, it isn't even okay. So they do have to attack, so you can't just do it in your starting area. But they don't have to share a keyword. So any figure where they have a click that you're never going to get to, but it's absurd. You should think about this because I think it's the only way in modern to damage your own figures at the moment. He, yeah, one of them. He's a figure that you should just have in case something comes out that like just gets better on a certain click. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Banshee's not good enough. Yeah, there's not really anything else in legacy cards. All right. Well, let's talk about some swords. All right. Mercy, blades, claws, fangs. Once per turn, when they're attacked, you may reroll the attack. It's fine. Um, so quick, quick mention, uh, every sword trait is when this character starts the game, you pick the sword you want. So yeah. it's, you're never committed to one. Which um, is kind of weird. It is. The yeah. Theme of it's the good. Event, but... <laughs> it's good, but weird. Yeah. Um, this is a good sword. Uh, it's very defensive. If you don't know what sword to pick, you're probably picking the sword. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's good. Totally reasonable defensive option with Mad Jim Jaspers. If you have a character who's equipped with like, who has a pretty high defense. 
Yeah, it's it's a you good may have team. better options depending on matchup, but it might be the best in one of them. But if you have someone that's like a 19, you perplex them up and give them this sword. Now you can just like double roll, you roll them. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. All right, we have the Miramasa blade. Blades cause fangs. When this character uses and rolls a one three, the hit character can't use defense powers until the beginning of your next turn. If only this was more reliable. Still very good, but. I think this is perfectly fine. You're either dealing low damage and setting up the rest of your team for a really good attack, or you're just dealing a lot of damage with blades. I think it's fine. It's definitely completely fine. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's probably one you're going to choose not infrequently if you just have a sword bearer on your team, and it probably should be on your sideline for Mad Jim Jaspers, just in case, would be yeah. my guess. This is definitely a, like, a, for example, this is like a Thanos killer type of sword if you get, like, good roll. Like, either either way you roll. Against Thanos, you really want to roll a 1 to 3. Like, you want to roll a 1 to 3, but if you're if you're Flurry Blazing and rolling, like, a 5-5, five, five, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Vermilion, Blades Cause Fangs, when this character uses it after resolutions, deal 1 damage to each opposing character adjacent to the hit target. If you don't Can't have energy explosion, sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely can be good. Um, this could I guess be good I could on... see it on like Venom Wolverine, maybe as. I was gonna. S- oh, that's good. Yeah. Which sword are we talking about? Vermilion. After resolutions deal one damage to each opposing character adjacent to the hit target, you get the explode yeah. tarot card and this, and you just like yep. blow up an entire team with her. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So she, uh, figure... she definitely suffers from from single target. Yeah. Exactly. Figure I really like with this actually is a prime doppelganger, just attacking three times a turn and just sure. splashing with maximum carnage. Then this, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Makes sense to me. We have the black bone of Amduat. Blades cause fangs when this character uses it. The hit character can't use stops for this attack. So this is relevant. The reason it's less relevant than it could be is that it's a worse version of the null sword for Mad Jim Jaspers. Yeah, this is, it's a reliable Muramasa blade, essentially. Like, if you don't really see him anymore, this is just like a bye-bye Blackheart sword. Yeah. Um, there's obviously quite a few people with stop clicks. I, I, it's definitely one you want, and it's an option. Um, it's, it's, it's a good sword. It's fine. It can, I, I see it being played significantly more on actual X-Men teams than as a sideline option on Mad Jim Jaspers, just because the, yeah. the Necro sword exists. All right, Agreed. Starlight Sword, Blades Cause Fangs. When this character uses it after resolutions, you may place the hit target up to a number of squares away from their current square equal to the D6 result. I don't know. Whoa, Whoa this sword has Blades Cause Fangs. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems like there's more efficient ways to kidnap things if you really need to. It's, it's I mean, again, you're... There's no reason to not have this in your bucket of swords when you pick what sword, because it's not a sideline thing. So, sure. Um, there might yeah, be... Just like, I brought the soul gem with me always on my... Uh, and like, and this universe, could be good. <laughs> this could be really good on a, against, like, a Fantastic Four. If they mastermind to the Lockjaw, you get them away. And, like, sure. if you're Flurry Blazing, you get the, either the Lockjaws away, or if they let the attack hit, you just get the target away. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's, it's fine. Definitely has uses. It's just... I don't know how frequently it'll be over and over all of the other swords. Yeah. Seducer, Blades Cause Fangs, when this character uses it after resolutions, they can mind control is free, but only to target a hit character. Um, that means the hit character, because Blades Cause Fangs is restricted to one target. Yes. So I don't know why it says A in this, but... 
Uh, I mean, there are there are certain figures that have a power that's a multi-target with blades, but like it doesn't really matter. I think yeah. they're just covering their bases. Uh, anyway, it's, this it's, is it's good. good. Yeah. What, I, Generally good. Mind control is free is never not bad. This is fine. Yeah. Alluvium, blades, claws, fangs. When this character uses it after resolutions, they may use smoke cloud as free. Yay. Yeah. Did you skip the colony? Oh, I must have. Yep, sure did. It's yeah. much better than Olivia. <laughs> it's close yeah. fangs. So this is the only one that I've seen so far that get, actually gives two powers. Yes. Um, so Blades Claws and Exploit. When they use Blades Claws, if the character shares a keyword with this character, increase the damage dealt by one. So the Exploit is the really relevant part of that. But it's an option. So if you're facing X-Men and the one damage matters, you have it. Yeah, it's it's very good. This, it basically just, um, like, if you're sharing a keyword, your blades is essentially just your damage value, so there's no reason to not roll it. True. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's nice. And you can technically get to seven. Yeah, theoretically getting seven, critically hitting, roll, critically hitting rolling a six, doing eight damage is fun. Sure. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll, never, I'll never say dealing eight damage in attack is not just fun. <laughs> The second game element named Scarab in Modern. Um, this is a 10-point sword that is Blade's Claws. When this character uses it, increase the damage dealt by one for each four in the attack roll. Uh, inconsistent and will probably never be played. Yep. But, yeah. That's my read. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing a bunch of dice replacement and Th- Magic Jaspers, is... and you get a bunch of fours, then maybe you specifically swap it in in that particular case. This is the most casual sword that comes with the most non-casual figure. This comes with Chase Apocalypse. This is Apocalypse, Apocalypse. yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is such... This is just, like, the weirdest sword for him to get. Yep. So then we're on... uh, Purity, which is good old White Sword's sword. I guess Mm -hmm. it's the White Sword. Um, Blades Claws Fangs, when they use it after resolutions, you can generate an Okara Warrior bystander. Okara Warrior is an 8-10-17-2 with just Precision Strike. And no this, so in my opinion, this is one of the best swords. Um, so a very fun interaction that I'm uh, working on right now is uh, on X-Men, let's say you're playing something like Mimic and Peepers, you're charging and flurry blazing, 8-speed, uh, you're making two Araka Warrior bystanders that are each being double-empowered with Precision Strike. Yeah. So now you just have two 10-4s with Precision Strike. That's, that seems good to me. And, and just better if you have the uh, yeah. tower card. Yeah, exactly. This this is probably going to be one of the most played swords. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen it until right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad it, it comes with. I'm glad it comes with a bad chase, so it's not going to be that expensive. But probably will be just because of this object. Yeah, the object will probably be. It, it's it'll be, it'll like be like one a, of those things like that old chase Thor, where people actually are like, I don't want the figure. I, just I was going to say this is it. like the Psycho Man <laughs> of the set. <laughs> that you too. need that object, you don't want that figure. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and then we have the Twilight Sword. Blades Claws, when this character uses it after resolutions, you may generate a number of blocking terrain markers up to the D6 result, which is good. Uh, doesn't say get rid of them, so like <laughs> just block That's someone true. in and run away? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> You're right, there's no duration on that. So, a re- again, a really dumb and fun interaction is uh if you're playing scarab mad jim jaspers and then 
someone just like equipped with all black the necrosword if you copy like if you give scarab the necrosword and then have him copy a sword he can giant reach attack someone with blades and then just box them with blade barrier <laughs> or you can like make a bystander next to them like you do any of the swords you can place them like you can do whatever you're you're only doing a max of one but you still have a way to just use any of these swords effects anywhere on the map that's cool yeah yeah not sure that i mean this seems really good for like venom wolverine alpha strike or something oh yeah you just like run in and make a bunch of barrier in front of yourself so you're playing two maggots and venom wolverine venom wolverine is equipped with this um you have venom magneto to tk her up so she can actually charge instead of just only getting the one attack you carry up with the maggots you attack with both of them you you absorb them again she stands on a diagonal from the thing she's attacking on her first attack she generates blocking in front of them in between them and the maggots and on the second attack she generates it on the other side so she's not adjacent anymore yeah it's it's a perfectly fine sword again comes with a kind of mediocre chase so hopefully not that expensive uh i see nothing Is this wrong one with this annihilation sword? yeah this is annihilation sword okay Probably be a little more expensive than white than white sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This this seems very good. Um, yeah. Wait. It doesn't even say where you can generate them, which means adjacent to you. Yeah. If it doesn't specify where you generate, you just generate next to yourself. So you up to. So you only generate two, basically. Because if no. you generate more than that, you block yourself in. It's. I mean, you can generate more than two. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's weird. up to in the sense of up to the result, not up to yeah. two. Yeah. No, I get it. It's just if you generate more than two, you're kind of blocking yourself in. I mean, you can, yeah. Actually, you probably yeah. shouldn't totally surround yourself. <laughs> After rereading that, you're not blocking your opponent, and you're blocking yourself in, which is yeah. Why? Exactly. That's less. And fun. like, you're you're also kind of like. How does the how does the generate s- rules work if there's no square where you can do it? Then, um, so talking about generating, yeah, if it's a mandatory generation. No, uh, you go it to is not. if it's it's optional, then you cannot you cannot okay. use the effect. So you can only generate them adjacent to yourself, which yep. is less good. And it's um, a, I mean, it still does something, but it's less good than being able to block your opponent in or something. Um, Peepers loves the sword. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just blocking terrain you shoot through. They don't. All right, um, that's the set. I mean, there's a ton of tarot cards, and we will talk about those, but uh, it's going to be a little later. I'm hoping that we can do a worlds-focused one once we know mm. whether the OP will be legal for worlds or not in terms of tarot cards, um, because that's relevant. The swords cards options in the main set are pretty bad, whereas the ones in even month one of the op are significantly better so they do change what you select quite significantly um so i'm waiting for that to be confirmed uh we may at some point just go off of like announced date that the month ones will be going and assume that they'll be legal for worlds if Mm. we're getting too close to worlds without an official announcement either way but we'll see yeah we still this set's great we obviously still have what like 11 more swords in the op kit that we don't know what they do I mean, yeah, 
something like that. It's, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. So we, we got quite a bit to go through. Yeah. And I just saw a bunch of people saying after like the first like six things were revealed with no swords, this set's a little underwhelming. And it's like, yes, we have seen seven commons. <laughs> yeah, you, I are, think... you are correct. These seven figures cannot do much. By themselves, without context. Yeah, exactly. I think once you look at this set as a whole, in context, it's very strong. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be a very good set. Definitely shifting the meta a lot. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun stuff come out of it. It's uh, it's very surprising to me that this is the set that follows Disney Plus that was also a banger set. Yeah. Yeah. Back-to-back good sets is nice. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how this goes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we're not going to talk about... We'll talk about the OP figures once those become relevant as well. Like, we're not going to talk about those right now, um, partially because a lot of them won't be legal for Worlds, so there's not much point talking about them. So that's all for the set review. We do have, like, one question. Let me just find that. Should have had it up already, but didn't. Um, there wasn't much. Uh, yeah, it's just... It's just uh, a question about how good we think X-Men swap will be um, very. And I think there's yeah. multiple viable ways to build it. Agreed. Um, yeah. I think you can build like a double maggot version with either Venom Wolverine or Mimic, depending on what other primes you want to play. Um, I think you can build just like Iceman, maybe two Icemans, maybe Mimic and Iceman. Maybe I don't think maggots and Iceman is great. They don't seem to synergize very well to me. Um, yeah, I mean, you just have a bunch of swords to work with. You have a bunch of great support figures. It's going to be really good. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be very defensive, very offensive. A lot of, lot of, lot of moving parts. It's gonna be and great. possibly the same build could do both. Yep, depends. Um, and hope obviously is flexible enough to just show up on basically all of those builds. Also, mm-hmm. a lot of the good, good figures from the set are just kind of the same points. Like uh, Hope and Deadpool, who are just dead swaps for each other. Yep. Stuff like that it's just it's good yeah like deadpool barrier and a couple of peepers team is kind of interesting like there's 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 stuff that can show up Agreed. even that we're not thinking about right now i think yeah uh and that's literally our only question so that's the show um want to thank the co-hosts for being on jay who uh who had to go due to it being uh past Very five <laughs> For us, it's it's also very late, but less late than him because he's in mm-hmm. England at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for helping us not pay out of pocket to uh, make the show, um, get access to our patron Discord and early access to episodes and early access to stuff like my work in progress tarot card guide. Um, if you want to use Podbean, which we use to distribute our podcast, you can use our affiliate link. Those will be in the description. We have all of our usual social media, Facebook and Twitter being the most relevant. And I want to mention some of our friends and affiliates, uh, Rena Adams, Happy Little Hero Clicks, her own YouTube channel and Patreon, Aries with his Dishing Up Clicks page and Patreon. (laughs) So support our friends and uh, support our our friends over at ClicksNexus.com as well. Thanks for listening. Make sure you have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks. Night all.